really fucked up. Fucked up bad. Tell me something encouraging. I just smoked a buck. I smoked a fork. Oh my god, my first year. This episode is brought to you by the following sponsors of Ridge Ridge Outdoors Podcast. Archery Geek Custom Strings. Use promo code R2R to save 15% out at checkout. Bow and Arrow Shop. Make sure you guys check out Bruce and the boys down at Lakeside, California for all your archery equipment and hunting gear needs. Right to Bear Arms. Located in Alpine, California, hit Drew and Trent up for all your firearm needs. Tricer USA. The lightest and fastest glassing system on the market. Use promo code R2R to save 15% off at checkout. Let me take a breath. There we go. All righty, guys. Hey, check it out. We're uh, Me and Brian made a trek from Temecula down to where uh, one of our buddies. I've only known this guy for, shit, I don't know, maybe like October of last year. I mean, we've known of each other, but I've never, I didn't think I actually like met you and shook your hand until October or November or whatever. Maybe Three years even. later. Yeah. Met at a gun range. Yeah. No, yep. no, that's exactly. So listen, we got Timmy Coles with us. Timmy Coles. Yeah, Timmy Coles, man. So, uh, that, yeah, I've only, no, I've known you, I met Timmy at a gun range. I met him down there at Wep, or Poway Weapons and Gear. I was sighting in my 30-06, and, and he had a 6.5 Predator, and he had a muzzle brake on it. And I was like, dude, that's a sweet shooting gun. And then we started talking about some, I think it was uh, the M-Carbo spring you put in yours, or mm-hmm. you cut the spring or something. Didn't you cut it, or you put a spring in it? For the I, trigger? I, yeah, I trimmed it and then I tightened the set screw down to like 2.2. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, fuck, I started looking at that kind of stuff. And then I ended up picking up an M Carbo spring, did the same thing for me. Same same exact concept, yeah. yeah. And anyways, long story short, he's the reason why I, you are actually the reason why I got a Predator. Specifically because I shot that thing. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah, you beautiful. shot a three-shot group and like a dime. Yeah, it's a beautiful gun. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like this gun right here is... Cheap as shit, ready to rock. You didn't pay $2,000 for the gun? Nope, nope. And yep. it was a beautiful thing. And it's been good to me. That gun's been real good to me. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, guys, uh, Timmy, I don't know. I mean, we kind of talked about you kind of talked and telling people who you are and whatnot, but I'm kind of just, how long you been hunting? So, I started hunting, I think, locally seven or eight years ago now. Uh, when I was able to start hunting, I think I was 14 or 15 the first time my grandpa took me out to Wyoming to go pronghorn hunting. And uh, it's different, different ball game. It's not, not what I do now. It's more kind of drive around in glass and yeah, stalk an antelope through a ravine and, and shoot it. Uh, so years go by and I meet my wife, my girlfriend at the time, and her dad, crazy hunter. That guy has killed more animals than anyone I've, I've ever met. And he, I kept talking about going back to Wyoming. He's like, why don't you hunt locally? So there's deer locally. <laughs> He's like, yeah, buy a tag and give it a whirl. So oh. he kind of gave me a rundown of things. He took me out dove hunting a couple weeks after we started dating. But I've known my wife for 22 years now. Did you know her old man for 22 years? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, they were our neighbors, so I re-roofed their house with them and stuff. Like, I was just oh, the, the neighbor kid that wanted to help everyone out. Did, real quick, did he ever, like, when he caught on to what was going on, did he ever sit you down and be like, Timmy, we're <laughs> here, bro? <laughs> no, actually, we just had a conversation um, recently, and I said, He's, he told me how excited he was when we started hanging out. He said he knew I was trouble, but I could become a good man eventually. Yeah. <laughs> That's there what he go. said? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I've seen him roof a house. He'll be all right. Yeah. So <laughs> we started hanging out. She went out to Tennessee, and uh, he took me out dove hunting for my first time. And that's when we started talking about local deer. Yeah. 
And uh, so I ended up buying a tag and sighting in my rifle. I think I spent every single day after work, every weekend looking for deer, looking for spots. And second to last weekend, I ended up walking over a ridge and I heard a bunch of noise. And uh, I had a bunch of does run up a hill 100 yards in front of me. And they kept looking back. And I remember him telling me, if they're looking back, there's a buck. Right. I was shaking so bad just seeing the does. And uh, that buck stood broadside at like 120 yards. <laughs> and I looked around. I couldn't find a rest. Like I was looking through my scope. And I was only seeing mountainside everywhere, shaking all over the place. Yeah, you're shaking too bad. So I, this buck was, was so nice. It gave me a chance to lean up against a tree, to get on one knee. And I just, I couldn't pull it together. And I ended yeah. up pulling the trigger and dirt flew up right behind this deer. And uh, I knew that I had missed. And so I went to go rack another round. And at that point, the adrenaline was almost gone. And I, I had a clear sight picture. Pulled the trigger and nothing happened. <laughs> oh. I, I was running a seven mill mag and uh, it was the long action i didn't i didn't put a new round in i didn't jack it back far oh, enough right. so at that point i just pretty much put the gun down and and watched that deer walk away i didn't i didn't keep popping shots off i just he won that one yeah you kind of yeah. gave it to him i, I yeah yeah i oh, gave it to cool. him it was it was a nice buck too really nice buck and uh i ended up calling my father-in-law 10 minutes after it happened telling him and he's like it's all right just, just keep just keep going you'll get one so the following weekend, or that, that same day, I was walking down the mountain. It was, it was a pretty brutal hike up to the top. And I tumbled down a rock and oh. dinged my scope really bad and, and busted up my, my hip. So that night, I just helped a buddy of mine, Nick Coleman, sight in his 270. And I called him. I said, hey, man, I need your rifle. I don't know if mine's shooting straight. Right. Like, I have nowhere to sight it in tonight. Uh, so he dropped off his rifle to me, hiked back up there. And I walk into this big open meadow, and I'm walking the tree line. I mean, first time hunting out here locally. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know my eyes were bad either. So I'm walking in this meadow, and I see some some boulders out uh, across the meadow. And I'm like, man, I don't remember those boulders being there. That's weird. So I didn't have binos at the time. Uh. I laid down, put a pack down, and I looked through the scope. I'm like, oh, shit, those are deer. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a nice, that big buck yeah. was in the front he took off up into the, the trees and a couple of does followed and I kept panning back, panning back. And sure enough, there was a legal buck standing there and I didn't know anything about ballistics. So my 200 yards, I'm going to hold right at his top of his back. Well, that's where that 270 hit. Yeah. Blew out his spine. Oh, oh. and, uh, so we, as we I'm, down. as I'm walking up, uh, I called Tommy. I said, this thing's still moving. What do I do? <laughs> he said, either slit its throat or put another round in it. End up shooting it again. And, uh, I was, probably four miles up a pretty big mountain. I didn't know anything about deboning frame yeah. pack. I didn't know anything. So brand I knew, yeah, brand new. I, I ended up gutting this deer. I mean, it's, it's a little dinky thing. It's down in the man cave right now. I'll show you guys later. Um, ended up gutting it and I put it on my shoulders and I carried that thing all the way down to the, the last part of the mountain where it's just a straight cliff. Yeah. And there was a guy that I knew that was down the way a bit. Dustin Ballantyne. Good boy. Good old boy. He dropped his pack and his rifle, and he he carried all my gear down while I carried the deer down on my shoulders. Oh wow, that's right. And I actually the pictures downstairs. I didn't see it. I'll show you the picture downstairs. And uh, I was hunting in cowboy boots and jeans. Dude, that look. That's your look. There's yeah, and there's something to be said about that. Like I've always said that like uh, the good stuff, like the good expensive camo, that's all luxury of comfort. Like you, dude. Do you really? I mean, if you're rifle hunting, do you really need it? No, you don't. Just play the win, man. Yep. You know, like if you if you have the money and you want 
to have it and you want to be comfortable out there, bro, I'm a full supporter. Get it. Because it's the best stuff on the market. I mean, you can buy some fancy gear. Yep. But, I mean, look at Bill Simmons. Flannel and a... Flannel and pair of jeans. And, and that's what he wears. That's all he wears. Well, that's that's the craziest thing. After I after I shot that deer, um, I knew my father-in-law was a bow hunter, and he hurt his elbow, and he stopped bow hunting for a while. So after I shot that deer, I ended up buying a bow, and I, I didn't touch a rifle for five years, and I just... Just hunted with a bow. Rad. Yeah. I don't know. Different perspective there. Different perspective. That's when I got into the camo and I tried everything. I tried the tree stands, tried tried everything, but it wasn't my thing. Sitting's not my thing. Yeah, it's tough. It's hard, dude. Dude, uh, we me and Brian, we got a we got a spot and got some real shitty stands in there. Oh dude. And uh dude, I'm, you're like three hours max. You gotta really for me, because I can't sit regardless. If I'm gonna sit, I have to be like borderline comfortable enough to fall asleep if you want me to sit so yeah they're sketchy too dude you, they're, take, you take the wrong step oh, you're going go, down yeah yeah, 30 yeah, feet yeah down. harness dude <laughs> i mean it's wild it they're just shitty old metal stands and um it's all about comfort at this point for me yeah especially if i'm gonna sit in a stand it, if you're comfortable you can sit you can sit and that's the name of the game where we're at uh comfort is everything you know what i mean so when, when you took that buck home what'd your father-in-law say Oh, he was He's so so dang proud. Uh, he 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 mentored me seriously for the whole before season even started. During season, he kept pushing me to go, go, go. Just keep going. Don't stop. Yeah. The more time you spend in the field, the more opportunity you're gonna have. He said, "You will get it done." He's like, "You're putting in the work. You'll get it done." Yeah. And uh, I was so proud of that little buck. Uh, and then after that, once once I got a bow, learned about the A twenty two tag, and we ate that deer pretty quick yeah. Oh, yeah down down at bisher's they made a bunch of this breakfast sausage and we ate that deer real fast in Delicious. two months yeah oh. and so after that it was about it was about meat hunt it wasn't about horns i mean if i'm gonna hunt for horns i mean go out of state if you're gonna hunt local just meat hunt put meat in the freezer and so Dude, yeah that's just like when like this past season me and you yeah and it's like all right i could run around looking for horns and i was like dude you know what man I just want meat right now. Yep. Like, let's get it. And you, you're right on board with me. Yeah. If my freezer, if my freezer's getting low, I, I want meat. I, I really don't care about horns. They're cool. And yeah, it's harder to kill a nice mature buck. But when it comes down to it, hunting is hunting and the experience of being out in the woods and just being primal and savage yeah. and <laughs> throwing a stick through a deer. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. All hunts. Like I, I felt more like the next year. So the next year after that, that rifle buck, I shot a doe with my bow I felt more from that hunt than I did shooting the buck with a rifle. It's I, just, yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's, it's a way different ball game. It is. Dude, when I smoked that velvet buck last year in 2020, it was like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. There's no words for there it. Was, there wasn't, no. man. I like literally sat there. I was on my Garmin, my inReach. I'm like texting my boy. Like he's down in, down in town because he had to go take care of some shit. Anyways, and I'm like, on that thing like can't even type like i'm like dude i just gotta stop like just enjoy this moment like we're trying to fill it with all this bullshit just enjoy what just happened yeah. it's it's hard you have to fill it with something because you're so antsy to go see yeah to go track to go figure out what happened where you yep. hit the deer yeah so i get i get that 100 percent. i have to call people to keep my mind off what just happened instead of like going in yeah yep i, I have it. to yeah makes sense um, yeah i did the same thing dude i was blowing travis up and i was blowing brandon yeah. up and i was like dude i smoked a dough yeah I think it was a bad. I was freaking out, dude. It was bad. And I'm telling you, if you can, if you can smoke a doe with a bow, 
in California, mm-hmm. you're doing something right. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't care who you are. I know people aren't people are against hunting does. I've talked to biologists. I've talked to a lot of people. Um, there's certain areas that I do hunt that the biologist actually wants to increase tags in the area to help cull the doe population because right. there's too many of them. Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you this much. I think our herd in general, like when we start talking about like, oh, proper management, it 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 starts from the top. It's not going to start with us. Yeah. Like our herd, like we can man- we could try to manage all we want. Like, oh, I'm not going to shoot a doe or I'm going to only shoot does because the biologist is saying take them out of this area, right? Like, if you got obviously the proper tags, right? Mm-hmm. But I think Southern California in a whole has way bigger issues facing it than dudes taking does. Oh, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Or taking small bucks. Like that you can't you cannot you can't quantify the amount of BS that's going on with Southern California. Like you gotta really think about it. Like we in Southern California can grab an AO, a D16. You can have two tags. Mm-hmm. So you can get an AO, D16, A22, and an M6. Mm-hmm. Like Pick your choice. Yeah. Like That's your choice. And you can run around San Diego with two tags. You, There's a reason why other states have the populations they have. Like I think a first step to have a better herd in California in general. Limited quota. Limit quota every unit. One tag a year mm-hmm. for California residents and non-residents. One tag. There's a lot of, like, what do they say? 10% of the people kill 90% of the deer. Yeah. You know? And they're killing two deer a year. Not to say that I want to take deer out of people's freezers and, like, quit filling freezers. That's not what I'm saying. I'm thinking, like, in a whole, like, looking bigger picture, we all, as hunters and outdoorsmen and women, I think we need to put the herd in front of our own needs. I 100% yeah. agree with that. I, and a couple years ago, that that mountain lion story we were talking about. Oh, we need to hit that for sure. Oh, you should hit it. Hit it because I want to say I just heard about it. And <laughs> it was the first time I'd heard about it. <laughs> you hadn't heard about it yet? No, I haven't heard it. No, I was telling him about it. So that was the year my wife shot that forky that's downstairs on the wall. I shot that three by three in the man cave. Mm-hmm. And then I also tagged a doe. That was one of the best years. I don't think, I don't think that we bought any store meat like right. we, we literally just ate deer and that's what we i grind a lot of it so my yeah. wife can make all kinds of meals from it we eat game meat that's pretty much it it's good and uh so archery season opened up and i've been playing around with a, a call and during the off season i've been going out to the woods just testing it out so we went out and we ended up calling in three deer and then one came in behind us and i i had a, a clear shot i just didn't take it we had the baby with us. Mm-hmm. We were out hunting with the baby yeah, yeah. boy. Yeah, and, right. uh, yeah. And so on the way home, I said, hey, there's one canyon I want to try out. Uh, we'll give it a whirl. So we pull off, and I, I walk no more than 40 yards, and I'm a coyote hunter, so you don't have to be far from your vehicle or a road to call something in. Right. Start blowing the call, and I had this doe come charging in. I heard it coming from like 80 yards away, and uh, she ended up stopping at eight yards behind a tree. And I was full draw. I had a decoy on my bow and everything. Yeah. Full draw and just wasn't giving me an opportunity. And she was so close she could smell me. She ended up running about 22 yards up above me. And so I hit the call again and she stopped. And I drew my bow back and I flung an arrow. And I'm looking through a little tiny window in my, my decoy. And I thought for sure I hit it, but I've never seen a deer run towards what just shot at it. Right. And it came tumbling down the hill right in front of me. And... uh 
once I figured out what was going on, a mountain lion had hit that deer at the exact same time I was shooting at it. Ugh. And they tumbled down the mountain. They landed in front of an oak tree. And this mountain lion's on this deer that I thought I had just shot. So I start hollering at this thing, yelling yeah. at it. I can see my wife in the truck. She sees me in a full panic. She's 40 yards away. Yeah, yeah. And so she sees everything going on, but the mountain lion and the deer just tucked right behind the tree. And uh, <clears throat> the mountain lion finally lets go of the deer, and the deer goes running right past Carly, like five yards away. With a hole in it? No, no hole in it. I said, was there blood? She said, no blood. And so this mountain lion just pinpointed me, just looking right at me, and I'm like, what? This thing has way too much of an interest in me, and I realized I had a decoy on my butt. Oh, yeah. I look like a deer, but I sounded like a human. It was confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, so I drew my bow again. I'm like, if this thing even makes any step towards me, I'm going to smoke it. And then yeah. like every thought went through my head. Like I love to hunt so much. If, if something goes wrong and this is, someone says it, I shouldn't have killed this mountain lion. California right. screws you. I'm, I'm going to be fucked. screwed and I, I can't hunt. And I'm, yeah. I'm, that's what I love doing. That's my outlet. That's, that's my release to yeah. everything, to the world. Mm -hmm. Going out hunting. I said, I'm not, not going to do it unless this thing takes a step towards me. It ends up jumping up the mountain, the 22 yards where it hit that deer and just stood there. But it was, it was broadside, but it was looking at me. And I thought to myself, I'm full draw. I said, if it, if it even turns and faces me, I'm sending this arrow. arrow. Yeah. Like it, this, this thing's going to die. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. And, uh, it eventually took off and I walked back to the truck. My wife's like, tell me I look like a ghost. Like, yeah. There was a mountain lion 12 yards away from me yeah. and it yeah. wanted to eat me. Yeah. Um, so that was, a, that was a crazy story. And, and that's, that's right. When I just got the GoPro mount for my bow, it came in the next day oh. and it's, and I told my wife, I said, I'm going to start recording everything I do. Cause there's just always cool yeah. encounters. And then that happens the day before I get my GoPro yeah. mount. Mm -hmm. Um, the crazy thing is, is, um, like we've talked cats numerous times. Yeah. I, I mean, talk it all the time, you know? And I mean, I'm sure people get all you know, quit talking about talk it. about yeah. deer yeah. management. It's not. Yeah. It's not only the hunters taking too many deer. Or too, right. The quota. The re reality of it. Have you looked to see how many deer actually get taken per year for rifle tags and 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 architect? It's very well, low. If, if you do the math, it's probably four or five three. Deer. I'd say like total for Southern California is probably three or four hundred deer because you got to think it's like a. Uh, I think it's an eleven percent success rate with D sixteen. So there's a thousand tags on D16. So there's 110, and then there's like a six to eight percent on A22. And it's starting to creep up. Oh too. no, no, hold on. So there's 330 on D16, roughly, with that 12 percent, and then A22 is a thousand tags, like a six to eight percent. So you got to say 60 to 80 deer on that, and then the M6. I don't know what that is, but the AO, I have no idea. Reality of it, yeah, 350 deer get taken yeah. out of out of all those tags. So mm -hmm. the success rate's not not high. It's not good. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, that, that year, so that was, that happened opening weekend of archery and then come Wednesday, I ended up calling in another deer and, and shooting a doe at 18 yards. Yeah. And, uh, you called it in, called it in. Yeah. People are probably going, what do you mean by that? You want to elaborate? Um, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it then. Yeah. No, I don't. Can't show, can't show them everything. <laughs> but, uh, but there's certain calls that you can buy and there's decoys you can get. And, and, and I actually learned this from coyote hunting. Right. I was out coyote hunting and on a normal basis using a cottontail call. Yeah. I was calling in deer and they were yeah. circling me at 40 yards. Ain't it weird how it happens? And that's how I kind of figured this out. Yeah. And that's, and so then a little bit of time goes by and, uh, that was cool to, to, to make that happen early in the season. Uh, then opening weekend, I've been doing a bunch of scouting, trying to figure out where I was going to hunt with a rifle. And I hadn't hunted with a rifle in six years. 
Yeah. And I thought to myself, I got a, a new new boy, baby boy. I mm-hmm. said, I want to spend time with my family. I'm going to try to get this season done, even though that's not the goal. The goal is to right. be out in the woods and just enjoy your time. Yeah, we got a newborn. Exactly. And I wanted to help out, make sure I could be there with my boy. And so I hiked in after work, Friday after work. I got off an hour early, hiked in pretty far, four or five miles into Hellhole Canyon. And, uh, not specifically Hellhole Canyon, but just a Hellhole. A Canyon. Hellhole. Yeah, that's okay. what that's what I I called it. Yeah, Co- yeah. A couple of my boys know exactly where it's at, and uh, hiked in there, set up a tent, packed in with two gallons of water, and I had thirty minutes of glassing light. And as soon as I set up the tripod, using my boss's Swarovskis, uh, he let me borrow them just to see if I liked them, and they're pretty awesome. Twelve fifties. <laughs> yeah. And I glassed up a buck chasing a doe, mm-hmm. and I said, "All right, this is good." So I end up going to sleep pretty early, and I. I wake up a couple hours later and I am sick as hell. Uh, jump out of the tent, just butt naked, just shitting and puking. Uh, Can I say that? Dude, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. You say anything you want, dude. Uh, yeah. Shitting and puking my brains. I went through a gallon of water by the time you know whatever two o'clock in the morning came, and I kept deciding, like thinking to myself, do I do I hike out of here in the cold or do I wait till the morning see if I can sleep this off? Maybe it's just food poisoning. Yeah. Uh, I ended up just staying in bed and getting up every hour, just puking and shitting. And I woke up in the morning, put my put the binos on the the tripod where the tripod was still the same spot it was. As soon as I put the binos on, that three by three was sitting in the in the glass. Yeah. So on the way up uh, to go shoot this deer, ran into a cool kid, young kid, and I was wondering like, man, he's in tennis shoes and he has a bottle of water in his back pocket i said this is this is crazy like what i asked him what are you doing way out here i'm hunting my family's out here too i'm like all right cool well i just spotted three bucks Do you want to go try to kill these things yeah so we end up creeping in creeping in i've been spending a lot of time with that rifle getting a dope chart and everything so i was pretty comfortable shooting long range and we bumped up over this hill and there was no more cover that was it it was like 385 yards or something yeah and so we both laid down prone and I looked over at him. I said, are you ready? Do you got him? He said, no, I don't have him. And they start cresting over this, this hill. They're, they're about to be gone. And I said, you got him. He said, no. And by the third time I said it, he said, no, touch that round off and watch that deer tumble down a cliff. And that's when I realized how big of a mountain I had to go up to get that thing, oh. especially how sick I was. Yeah. And, uh, so he got on his radio and he, he hit up his cousin and they showed up. They hiked to the deer with me. They helped me quarter this thing up, yeah. get it in my pack. And I ended up giving each one of them a back strap because I, I grind meat anyway. I, yeah, yeah. I said, and that deer weighed like 160 pounds, biggest buck. biggest local buck I've seen body wise. Is that the one that's downstairs? Um, no, that's that's Arizona. The, I'll show you the one downstairs. Okay. And so that was a lot of meat out of my pack, and I already had all my camp gear and stuff. And so as we're walking, I hear his phone ding, and I didn't have service. And I said, "You got service?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "Let me call my wife and let her know what's up." So I call her. I said, "Hey, look." Actually, I called my mom. I was so sick, I couldn't even remember my wife's number. Oh, whoa. Yeah, I was, whoa. I was like dehydrated, done. Pre-COVID. I, I couldn't remember her number. <laughs> was it, wait, was, this wasn't pre-COVID. No, it was pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I, I was like, my mom's number. I'm going to call my mom. I said, mom, don't panic. I'm doing fine. I'm a little bit sick, a little bit dehydrated. I said, there's two guys that know exactly where I'm at right now. Uh, have Carly call them and meet me down here to pack this deer out. Right. I'm going I'm to put it in the shade. I'm going to sit in the shade. And once they get down here, they know where I'm at. And, uh, sure enough, Carly rallies up my boys. They're down there pretty quick. And we get down to the base of the mountain and I still have to climb three miles out now. Yeah. And so I told the two boys that helped me, uh, Ethan and Nathan, 
no, Nate, Nate's Ethan's dad, uh, Dylan. I told him, I said, hey, man, I'm going to rest in the shade. I'm going to take a 30-minute snoozer, and I'm going to try to make it to the base of the mountain so my boys can help me out. And so as I, as I wake up from my nap, I start trying to get to a point where when they're coming down, they can see me. And I run into uh, Nathan, good dude, and he could see how, how tore up I was. So he ended up putting my, my pack and my rifle and my deer in the back of his side-by-side, waited for my friends to get down there, and drove us up to a point I could call my wife, drove us out out of the the hell hole yeah and uh she picked me up and I, i'd never seen her so happy before because she was she was panicked well she she was worried about you. oh she was you gotta think like like you gotta think their perspective of it they yep. get a call from your she got a call from your mom mm-hmm. saying hey timmy's sick he's in the mountains he doesn't have a phone call so and so and so and so they know where he's at and they'll go get him Oh yeah, like the, yeah. Your wife's like, "What? I'm fishing. Called nine one one, you know." But she knows. She knows that even if even if that wasn't the case, I would sit in the shade all day until nightfall and then make it out. Like I'll, I'll make it work. I just well, want. Right. I wanted the help. Yeah. And and uh, so my mom said, if he if we don't hear from him by two o'clock, we're calling a rescue helicopter. My wife said, my husband will kill me if we call a helicopter. Not even a chance. He will make it out. He is okay. Right. Trust yeah. me. Oh no shit. It will not get to that point. Okay. That All kid. Right. That kid will make it out of the mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she wasn't worried. My mom was. Okay. And so come two o'clock, my mom called Carly, and Carly said, I just heard from him. I'm going to pick him up right now. Yeah. And that was the story of of my season. Ended up. Oh, actually, that's not the story of the season. After that happened, we started taking the wife out to fill her D16 tag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we ended up getting on a good buck, and it was walking a private fence line in the middle of nowhere. And I said, she's set up. She's looking at it through the scope. And I said, if it jumps that fence, you pull. You squeeze it. You squeeze that thing off. You whack that buck. Mm-hmm. Good buck. And it ended up just following the fence line and disappeared into the brush. Oh, and... uh which was disappointing. I really, after she hadn't been hunting since Cooper's been born at that point, you know, right. been a year and a half, two years, whatever, two seasons. And uh, my buddy, Nick Coleman, here he comes up in the story again. He shows up here to have some beers. We go to JBC and I say, hey, we got a little bit of, little bit of light left. I said, there's a spot that I've been seeing a bunch of does and it's, just, it's about time that the bucks are going to be with the does. Let's yeah. go check it out. We pull off and uh, my wife and Nick are sitting there talking. I said, hey, shut up. Shut up what? I said, there's deer right in front of us. There's deer right there. They're, they're right there. So we we climb up over a, a knoll to get a better vantage point to shoot from, and Nick was playing with Cooper, like literally playing in the dirt with Cooper, while Carly got lined up and took a shot and smoked that deer. <laughs> no, dude. And so that was that was the perfect season. Three tags filled. Done. I mean, it was it was perfect. Yeah, the Coles family, they definitely punched tags. Uh, that's good man. except for last year last year was a rough year it was uh, rough yeah it was rough. a rough year last you year you know last year i uh i felt like uh fulfilled because i had a good out-of-state season mm-hmm. you know out of my utah and arizona I, I felt like i can put my time towards helping like i still had two tags to fill here like i i threw an arrow i missed the deal i was with bill simmons i had a couple opportunities out of my tree stand i felt as if the dough that i wanted to take her she still had a fawn with her and it it was gonna make it would make it i just didn't old enough I, it was old enough for sure it would have made it but it's a new it's a newer area for this stand and i'm just like eh, just let it go just let it go you know i already had two tags filled well yep. no i didn't oh you're talking about the herd with the button book yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean and he's still floating around i yeah, mean anyways, 
I just, I felt fulfilled enough to where like I, I got out locally and I wanted to fill those tags. And if the opportunity would have presented itself, like I did throw an arrow, tossed an arrow was with Bill, just didn't work out for me. Right. Um, clean miss, everything was, I just felt like I wanted to help guys out. And, and I, I can get on board with that. Like I was always so hungry to fill tags. That was the only thing. Fill tags. See, don't get me wrong. I want to fill tags for the meat. Right. But now I'm starting to enjoy the experience more. So I have a buddy actually, they just rolled up. They, they live in Ramona. Mm -hmm. Our company just showed up at the house. Um, he, he had a deer tag for a couple years and he ended up getting a, a G13 tag. Right. And I'd been glassing up the same group of deer every morning. And right. so I hit him up. I said, Hey man, you want to fill that tag? And he says, absolutely. I said, be at my house at this time. End up glassing up those deer in the spot that they come out every night, sent him in there after it. And he shot his first local deer. And yeah. I'm telling you this doe, you saw the, the big pictures, one? the, the big, big doe. Yeah. He I shot that. I've seen that. She was, she was pushing how many pounds, you think? Oh, at least 130 pounds. Big doe. It's a big doe. Big doe. And uh, I'll show you pictures you're going to shit. And so he's here right now. And I, I got, with how excited he got, that filled my season. Like after that, I did go on a couple stocks. I went on a stock on a doe and a, a decent buck. But that filled my season. Like yeah. I was so stoked to yeah. see that happen. Well, you know, it was like last year. Like I had successful out-of-state hunts. Brian was still he hadn't shot his doe yet and it was like still we still had time on the rifle like rifle tag on d16 so it was like all right dude here let's go like here's my rifle i mean you know yeah. we were, we both had tags obviously yeah but it was like dude if we see a buck if it's if it's longer and i feel as if i could take it i'll take it anything within your range your comfortability with your rifle with my rifle you take it yeah you know i mean it it was because san diego's not easy late season and, and rifle no. season dude it ain't Especially the areas that we hunt. They're all pressured already. They're already pressured. Like, you get one opportunity, man. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I feel. Yeah. So, but then, that's the thing. If you if you can hunt with your buddies and either one of you is okay taking the shot yeah. or giving the shot up, yeah. that that's cool. Like, that just that just means that, that you're comfortable enough as a hunter and who you are as a person. Yeah. Our, our, our buddy, our tech guy that's helping us on the back end of this podcast with, uh, like, up, anyways, with the back end stuff, uh, Ryan. We, me and him went out a handful of times, dude. It was, you know, it was more or less like trying to help him fill his tag as well. Like I was still hoping I'd be able to fill mine, but I don't know, man. It was just, I didn't have an urgency to fill my local tags. I don't know. I, I didn't push as hard. Like it, it was to the point, I, I told you this when we were out glassing together, uh, I would get out, I'd leave the house at four o'clock in the morning. I get out glassing. I'm, I'm looking at deer. I'm seeing deer. Yeah. And then my wife, Wakes up with the boy. She sends me a picture of him on the couch in front of the fire eating breakfast. And I pack my shit up and I go home. I want to just go snuggle on the couch. Like, yeah. the hunting is cool. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to spend time with my boy. That happened, like, probably 10 times I went out glassing. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I just lost interest. As soon as I got a picture of my boy, I'm like, all right, I'm coming home. I feel like chicks plan that, dude. Do they? My wife does the same thing. Dude, it, it makes me pack up all my shit. Yep. Yeah. I'm going home now. Yep. <laughs> I'm, why, why am I out here freezing my ass off when I could be snuggling on the couch in front of the fire with my boy Eating breakfast, eating some freaking Fruit Loops. What am I doing? I feel like my old lady. I don't have kids, so I feel like my <laughs> my old lady does that when she's in heat. Ooh, <laughs> like that text I got earlier today. Remember, I was like, "Hey, man, she's texting me. She's in peak estrus." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "Shit, what do I do with this?" I went yeah. from hunting every single day after work, every single weekend to I'm I'm in a different stage in my life right now. Like I'm 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 content with with how much I hunt. And that's what coyote hunting is so awesome. Yeah. I can leave work, do a stand on the way home, and it's year round, you know? Like mm -hmm. 
So that's why cow hunting is so important. It keeps me so, so level. Yeah, dude, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even hold that gun when we went out. No, I You're wouldn't. Like, no, I'm not touching that rifle today. Nope. And that's the same thing with, with Jason Dirt Rider. Uh, last night, we went out calling coyotes. And I told him, I said, I'm not touching a gun. I said, I'll, I'll call, I'll light, I'll do whatever. I'm not touching a gun. Yeah. yeah. He, dude, He, I bet you right now he's still driving home. He's like, damn. And he is like <laughs> a kid in a candy store, man. And he had a he, blast. Oh, yeah. He. I saw the grin on his face outside your house when he was leaving. Man, that guy's like, "It's had the time of oh, my life dude. right now, dude." Yeah, it was crazy. And I was, I, me and Brian were told you, Timmy, on the way to the store, we were like, "Dude, that all that relationship, us talking to that guy, started with him sending us a message." Yeah. About all the weight he lost. Yeah. Because we did that. Fi- I did that fitness podcast, and then Brian was like, "Dude, this guy, Dirt Rider, he, uh, what Mike are you? Are you think you three or two? I think I'm two. Hold on, two. What's wrong with it? No, you're three. Okay, but uh." <laughs> Uh, dude, we, we started talking to that guy and it was like, he put so much effort into losing weight to hunt. Like he's not my age, he's not 30, you know, he's older than us, but he didn't grow up hunting. Like he didn't, he didn't have the opportunity. And then he lives, he lives in Southern California where it's like such a shit show to like get introduced to it and then figure it out yeah, everyone's so quiet everyone's yeah. so tight-knit about what they do how they hunt no one's willing to show people i think i think between like i said between you right to bear between bow and arrow shop and, right. and sd muley's bringing the community together yeah. and teaching new guys don't get me wrong i'm still relatively new I'm, i've been hunting eight years that's that's pretty new i, right, dude, I didn't I'm, grow up on the same boat same boat i'm new too but i will teach anyone anything i know it might not be the right way it might not be the best way but it's worked for me and i'll, yeah. I'll teach anyone i'll show anyone what mm-hmm. i know i'm cool with that yeah 100%. so the opportunity when i started talking about cow hunt at the turkey tune-up with jason uh it was just Start talking about Kyle hunting. He said, "Yeah, I would love to try it sometime." I said, "Cool. How about next weekend?" Yeah. Oh, you put it in his hand, like, "Hey, man, you really want to do this? Let's go right now." If, if you want to go, we'll hammer it, hammer it over the weekend. Let's let's make it happen. Um, getting back to the coyote hunt. So, I like to do the night hunting thing. Uh, calling coyotes in the daytime is fun, but there's just a whole lot more action at night. They're nocturnal. Uh, we get out there, hit our first stand, and we had a. Three, two foxes come in within 30 seconds. Kit foxes can't kill those. And then after about seven minutes, a coyote comes running. This, I've never seen this before. Came running in, hauling ass, blew right by the call. I barked at it, and it, I thought it spooked it. And it took off running 200 yards past the call. What? And then looped around and started staring at us and then came right back at the call again. And uh, Jason just couldn't get in the scope. He's He's not used to the night hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, it, it happens to pretty much everyone I, I bring out, except for Brian, of course. Brian is That's three for three. Uh, dude, he's like four for four for every deer season he's ever been in, too. Insane. <laughs> yeah. It's and like, so Jason couldn't get him in the scope. I had my father-in-law out there with me, Tommy Lucky. We talked about him earlier. And I said, hey, don't don't pull the trigger. If you think that there's no chance that that, that cow's going to die or, or it's going to leave, I said, tap him. Right. But give, give Jason, give every, Jason opportunity. every opportunity when it's last call, send mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. So he ended up, my father lined up smoking that deer. Jason just couldn't get him in the scope in time, which is, it's, it's a hard thing to learn. It took me years to figure out how to coyote hunt at night um, and do it effectively. Yeah. So he tapped that one. <clears throat> went. Tell me this. I don't mean to interrupt, but tell me this. When you guys whacked that one and you walked up to it, what, J- what was Jason doing? Like, oh shit. Dude, he was so stoked. He's like, he's like, I don't, he's, 
Tommy was like, "Hey, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to shoot, uh, but I just didn't. I didn't know if you were set up or not. And I right. figured I gave you two to three seconds when he stopped to pull the trigger, and you didn't. So I sent it. And he said, Jason said, so cool. He, oh, he looked at Tommy and said, I'm having such a good time. I don't care who kills a dog as yeah. long as as long as we're shooting them and having a good time. Dude, that's what I love about like our community that we have, bro. Like you, I mean, not everybody's a good person, obviously, right? Not everybody. But, dude, a lot of people that are in what we're into are good people. Good and, people. Yeah. And it's like, you literally gave Jason a chance to come out. I mean, you really didn't know him from Dick and Harry. No. Like, you you had you had no idea. Like, you're like, hey, yeah, you want to come? Turkey tuna. Bam. Sure, no problem. I don't know what it was like when you met him yesterday, if it was awkward or what. But, dude, he he left here earning some friends, man. Like, he oh, left yeah. here going, man, these guys are my friends. No, he's oh, down yeah. to earth, dude. He gets he's a, awesome. Yeah. Jason's a man. He's cool, man. So you put him on, you put him on some dead animals, dude. No. Yeah. So we 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 kept calling, kept hammering stands. It got slow for a little bit. We kept calling him foxes. I mean, I don't even know how many foxes we called in. It was it was a lot. Um, the wind was blowing way harder than the forecast said, uh, so it made it kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we called in a couple more dogs, no shot, and then the next stand, blowing like hell. I set that call way out away from us. Fox came in. Fox came in. Third fox came in, fourth, and all of a sudden I see something just hauling ass to the call, and I said, that's that's a coyote. <laughs> I said, when you're, I said, follow him through the scope. I said, when you're ready, I'll stop him. And he said he was ready. I barked, and uh, I think he sent a shot. It was 85 yards maybe, maybe a little more. And uh, I thought he smoked it. I, I thought I saw it flop. And uh, it was a clean miss, but I'm telling you, his adrenaline was going. Oh, it was, yeah. it was It was pretty Dude, cool. Guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, we went back to <clears throat> another spot where we were going to end up sleeping for the night because we didn't want to drive home. We brought some tents and sleeping bags. And it was the last spot. And this this spot I've always had good success at. I mean, called multiple dogs every time. Yeah. And we start calling and nothing's happening. Tommy and Jason started, they pulled their mags out of their gun, unloaded. <laughs> and as soon as, as soon as they go to stand up, I scan over and I see eyes coming in. And I was like, reload, reload your guns, reload your guns now. And I'm sitting there spending so much time. It ran into some brush into like a, a ravine. So much time trying to find it. And that made like a huge rookie move. Always scan around. If you don't see eyes where you just saw eyes, scan around. Because right. other dogs could show up. Scan to the left. There's two dogs standing right there in front of us. Uh, as soon as I hit them with the light, they've been called before. They, oh, you they, could tell. They took off running. They knew. Oh, yeah. Because you're hitting them with a red light? No, no. I hit them with white light. Um... I just halo them until the shooter's ready because you can see eyes with just the halo of the light. Right. As soon as shooter's ready, I light them up, and that typically stops them. You don't have what, to bark. What do you mean halo? I don't. I'm, so, I don't. I don't do this. I have a I have a Milwaukee uh, flashlight uh, spotlight, and it has a big halo ring where it's just dim light. Okay. And so as soon as I hit eyes, I just run just the dim light on them, just the corner of the light, and you right. can still see the reflection of the eyes. Okay. As soon as the shooter gets in their scope and they can see eyes, and they say they're ready. I'll hit him with the light that typically stops him. Hit him with the full beam. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll bark at him and hit him with the full beam. And then you have about two to three seconds to, to light to, him up. To get him. And uh, so pan over. Those two take off. There's another one way off to our left. And then as soon as I pan right, there's a dog coming straight towards us. The one that I, I caught off in the corner that made us stay. Yeah. And Jason, I, I told him, I said, it's just a learning curve, man. I've done it a thousand times. Well, not a thousand, maybe ten times. And I said, you want him? He's like, I'm on him. I said, all right, take him. I said, as soon as he turns broadside, take him. Turns broadside, and I hear, oh, shit. <laughs> Safety. And then, boom, as soon as he said, oh, shit, Tommy sent it. Wow, uh, okay. 
I mean, that's 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 the that's thing. Name of the game. Having yeah. two shooters is so so good because if someone forgets to rack around, take the safety off. Mm-hmm. Anything you got a backup. Right. Yeah. As soon as you hear click or oh shit, right. The second guy just is already on the dog. Pull the trigger. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And Tommy's a sniper. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I've coyote I've coyote hunted him coyote hunted with him for a long time and that dude is a sniper. Does uh what was he hunting with? What was Tommy hunting with? Uh six five Creedmoor the Hell's Canyon. Oh no shit. With a Vortex Viper. How, how do you like that gun? It's a cool gun. Is it worth it? My gun does the same thing. My gun's half the, half price, the price. And the scope's half, the, half the, the third price. of the price. Yeah. It does the same thing. His gun's a great gun, don't get me wrong. Right. Uh and another thing with Kyle hunting, the ground and pound chair. And a swagger bipod. If you're going to coyote hunt, get comfortable. You're going to be sitting for 20 minutes to stand. The That swagger bipod, that big carbon fiber one? Yes. Jason, it's bulky. Did, did it's, he just buy one? He Jason he bought, bought one. one. He just bought one on the way home. Yeah. 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 Was it yours that he was using? He was using Tommy's gun. It was? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he he bought that, bought a, a coyote call. He's 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 hooked. He's hooked. He's done, dude. I told him I was like, man, you're gonna get home, be laying there like before he left. It's like you're gonna get home, be laying in bed, and you're gonna go. I don't want this hand call. I want an electric call. He's gonna, gonna get one of those, oh, dude, for oh, yeah, sure, for sure. So if you guys are wanting to get into predator hunt, you might want to take your notepads out because Timmy's giving some valuable information yeah. right now. I need to run back through this podcast. Yeah, man. we might have to. Or if anyone is new to hunting or new to predator hunting. I enjoy taking people out because yeah. I was explaining to Jason, uh, when I go out calling solo, I, I call at night by myself. I call day by myself. You're in the moment. You see a coyote, you see crosshairs, you hear boom and it's over. Right. You know, when you're on the outside and the, all that anticipation of, are they going to hit the coyote? Are yeah, they, yeah. it's, you get to see it from an outside perspective and it's, it's, it's actually more fun to me to watch it and yeah. be a part of it than it is to be the actual hunter. Yeah. So if there are any people that want to go out predator hunting. I'm sure they'll hit us up, dude. Like that invitation right there, you're probably well, like, here yeah, you go. you're going to get a bunch of DMs, Timmy. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's fine. That's fine. That just means that one of you two are going to be going too. I'll go. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll go for sure. I um, just, dude, I, I don't, I just have bolt guns and shotguns. Bolt gun. That's all you need. Yeah, I know. Well, I know. And like, I like, I got a good buddy that, you know, I'll leave his name out of here, but he knows who I'm talking about when I talk to this. But dude, he he swears 204, like you know, 204 caliber in an AR platform. Yep. He's like fucking laser beam, 400 yards, just <laughs> you you blow can them apart. You can kill like if if you're getting into predator hunting and you've only got a deer rifle, use okay. your deer rifle. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I kill agree. The, killing a cow is killing a coyote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a dead coyote is a good coyote. You just exactly. can't miss. Exactly. You, you miss with that 204, he says. You miss with that 204, you shoot him in the ass running away. You put a hole in his head running away. The the 204, the 224, the 22250. I personally use a 223. Um, it does everything I need it to do. It's an yeah. inch high at 100. Fox, so, foxes um, don't last. Yeah, they, they don't like that 223. With <laughs> the 223 inch high at, at 100, what's that put you? I can hold fifty or something. No, I can I can hold dead on and and still get a good hit out. Yeah, two twenty five. If I if I hold the ridge of their back, I can hit them at two twenty five. Oh, perfect. But I have my little things, my little yeah. uh, hatches that I I have. I'm pretty comfortable with them now. Yeah. Um, I think that's the furthest I've shot a coyote with that gun is about two twelve at which, night, which is far, dude, especially at night. And then the six five when we do some some big open areas, I'll mm-hmm. bring the six five out. And find hills to lay prone on. And Carly and I were out. My wife and I were out. And Cooper too ended up whacking a coyote at like three fifty six. See, dude, that I wanted. 
No, I did. They Cooper was with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, I, I want to get up high, like higher than the landscape, and put a call and then have them come in off the floor and be able to hit them from far. It's it's fun. That'd be fun. But the thing is, if you think about it, you look at a Kyle, you think you have a, a decent target to hit. Reality, you look at a clay pigeon, you skin a coyote, you put a clay pigeon up against its chest, from top to bottom, it's about the same size. You don't have a big target to hit. Yeah. 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 The fur makes them look way bigger. Yeah, than well, that's what I was going to say. Their fur makes yeah. them look big. Yeah, especially right now with that winter coat, they're all... Yeah. yeah. I so, just think it'd be fun, man. Oh, it's a blast, dude. I, like I said, dude, when we put down that fox, what was it, two months ago? Or a month a ago? couple months ago. It was, yeah. it, was, it was the last two weeks of fox season. So, guys, keep in mind, there is a fox season, so can't be taking fox out of date. Yep. But uh, what was I saying? Lost track already. Oh, when I, when I put that fox down, dude, I had the same rush as my first buck, dude. I was yeah. like, buck fever, dude. We're jumping up and down. Like, you was loving it. Yeah. It was a blast, dude. It's a good time. Yeah. It, you just out hunting I'm going to get a tan, dude. Yeah, Colin. Oh, yeah, it's in the freezer. I got to grab that for you. Got yeah. all skinned up. Um, But, yeah, so that that just that holds me over till deer season comes around. Um, Kyle hunting is, is just the year-round the year round fun. Yeah. yeah, it's and, a good time. And hunting them in the areas that you hunt deer is also a good idea because they'll kill fawns. Yeah, oh yeah. They wreck fawns. It's uh it's a good thing to get them off the landscape. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're talking about conservation outside of just going out and having a good time, it actually does some good to to lay a few down. Because I mean that they, they probably more or less essentially go unchecked. Yes. Outside absolutely. of hunter pressure. You know, I mean I'm sure lion grabs them every once in a while, but I would say generally they, speaking, they go unchecked. Yeah. They're just running loose yeah dude i was walking my dog me and my chick and I, <laughs> there was one running down the street with a cat in its mouth oh man and my dog's hair like stood up straight bam it was weird <laughs> she, well. yeah she didn't she just like got like real like what the yeah <laughs> they know? got that like, natural the? they got that natural natural yeah. sense dude yeah here's here's a tech tip for anyone that wants to start hunting coyotes I, I don't tell many people this but no pets no no if if, if you've got public land and you know you're legally allowed to shoot 150 yards from a structure. Right. If you've got public land that's near a residential area, yeah, you are more likely to call coyotes in in that area than out in the middle of nowhere. Um, right. They tend to focus around places that get fr- houses, they get pets, they get free food, they get trash. So if you're gonna if you if you want to be successful and call a lot of dogs, try to find public land that's near residential areas, yeah. and, and you'll do good. That threw a light bulb up, dude. Remember. That last set we did, where we took those two foxes. Yeah, we were up on the hill, away from the houses. Yeah, and all, all the, the coyotes. All were, the coyotes were howling yeah. by the properties, yeah. and, and then all the only foxes were coming out of the hills. Yep, yep. Yeah. The, the coyotes are smart. They 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 opportunistic. They hang out where the food is. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's an area by where we live, and um, I don't know if it's shotgun only, but if you were to shoot them with a shotgun, what would you shoot them with? That's like funny. That's funny because I have a goal. I've given a couple of haircut haircuts with a bow um so i was i went and bought some tree stands up in campo from this really nice guy uh and on the way back i stopped on a not going to name the road and i ended up shotgunning my first coyote i've just wanted to do it just because it looked so cool uh i was using these steel shot kent uh number four i think and it didn't do it didn't do a good job i had to put two into the dog it it rolled it but I had to put a second one in to, to really... Hold on. N- number f- number four. Number fours? Is that what it is? I have them in my truck. I'll show you. They're big BBs. Like... Did you shoot that thing with a duck load? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> bro, I shoot ducks with number threes. 
All right. Oh, I shot it with duck load, but that also was recommended by someone that well, shotguns them. <laughs> Dude, it don't matter. A coyote with a hole in it's a good. Well, that's good, the thing. Those guys thing. hit an instinct on YouTube. Those guys, they they shoot them at thirty yards with birdshot. Well, okay. I mean, full chokes, birdshot. I can yeah. see it. You shoot them in the head or something. Yeah, this was a, a modified choke. I just wanted to test it out and see, and it, I mean, it did the job. It, yeah. When you. <sighs> Yeah, so the second shot. <laughs> no, it, it rolled the dog. The dog oh, okay. was not getting up, but yeah, I just yeah. felt bad because I, I was so close to it, and it was sitting there looking at me, and I'm like, oh, okay, let's, let's go ahead and send another one real quick. All right. <laughs> that gun, I found out I patterned it. It shoots a little bit low. Like, at 35 yards, it, it shoots like a foot under where the bead is. It's I don't know why. I don't know. So I, I think I hit a little bit low anyway and just took its legs out and rolled it and put a second one in it. Yeah, you're all right. That's cool. It's all it, good. It's it went down quick. No, I, I made sure of that. It went quick. Yeah, I mean, I because I've always, every time I've always gone out with a shotgun, I've always just taken buckshot. Yeah, that would work too. The I steel mean, steel just sucks in a shotgun anyway. I steel, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about California steel. Yeah, yeah. Steel sucks. It but, is what it is. But so I mean, if you were to go out, say you were like you had a shotgun only area, would you just go with buckshot? I'd go with a bow. You would? Just with a bow. So that's that's my new goal now that I, I killed one with a shotgun. I'm going to start bow hunting coyotes. Uh, and then after that, a handgun. Can I be there with your Ruger? Yes, you can be there to back to me back up. Him there him we up. go. You just need to buy one, bro. <laughs> I do, yeah. but man, I'm I'm cheap. Hey, I know this guy. Oh, you're wearing the the shirt, right to oh, bear, right to bear arms. That yeah, nice gun shop in Alpine. Yeah. You and Trent can get one of those orders for you. Then get it, yeah. for you pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, I'm being cheap. Yeah, waiting for waiting for that Biden check to come in. Lucky. Ooh. <laughs> hey, bro, just go ahead and spend that money, and I'll just keep paying my taxes. There you go. I don't get that fucking check, and I haven't got it since I've never got one. Swear to God. Swear on my mother. Yeah, that's what happens when you uh, you make too much money, you get no relief. Yeah, dude, I don't. I, <laughs> dude, no, that ain't how it works. I should fucking get one too. Period. I don't know how we're all it affected works. by COVID, guys. Really? That's why we're all sitting two feet apart uh, without masks on. No, I got mine on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so what about what about deer hunting locally? Yeah, I, I was gonna. I was actually gonna transition straight into that. I was gonna say like. I was going to dive into out-of-state first. Like, you you dabble in some out-of-state. I do dabble in some out-of-state. Um, I don't know. If you, just had, you just had a good January. Had a good January, yeah. Pretty, really good pretty January. Pretty good January, bro. Um, so, my first, other than Wyoming, which was my first big game hunt, uh, I don't know if anyone that listens to your podcast knows a guy named James Visser. I do. Do you know James? Yeah, we know We know him. James. Okay. All right. Well, so, they, uh, they were going to go out Havelin and deer hunting, and... I was I was pretty young. I just got my Bowtech Rain Seven, good bow, and uh, I wanted to go out Havelina hunting. And so he said, "Hey, we got a spot. If you want to come come stay in the hotel with us, you can come hunt with us." And I'm telling you, I never knew what glassing was. I never knew what a tripod was. Hey, it's brand new. It's brand new to everything. Yeah. No and between Ted and James, they gave me a crash course in big game hunting in four days that yeah. would have taken me three, four years to figure out on my own. Yeah, man. So Learning it curve. was huge, huge shout out to James and Ted for, for helping me figure out how to hunt since that trip. I've been somewhat successful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somewhat. And so we went out on this, this Havelina trip. Nick Coleman was on that one too. And we glassed and glassed and glassed. It was cold as hell. And, 
James, no, no, Ted and, and Nick end up glassing up some Havies. So we all met up and we all got way up on the hillside and tried to relocate them after they went into this canyon. Ended up finding them. Nick went in first, smoked a Havelina, sat down, held his bow up. We knew he, he just shot a Havie. And then James said, all right, we're up, let's go. And so he taught me, we put some sneaks on, and he taught me how to stalk, be quiet, when to stop. Uh, we got into 32 yards. I shot my first javelina, and then it started making all kinds of noise. And <laughs> another one came running up, and without hesitation, James arrowed that one. Yeah, put it in. And at by that point, the wind just switched, and we had 20-something javelina circling us everywhere. Do they wind you like deer? Like do they? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're blind as hell, but, man, they smell you. They're gone to the next canyon. So then Ted works his way down, and all of a sudden, they walk right into our wind and start just blowing up. And Ted ends up airing one. So we got four javelina down in, real in quick. 10 minutes. Dang, that's, yeah. a, that's crazy. Dude, I met Ted for the first time uh, at, at turkey, turkey Tune-Up. Tune-up. Good dude. Cool-ass dude. And he's man. a predator yeah. hunting fool. Dude, cool-ass dude. He's just a hunting fool in general. Yeah. yeah. And, we want to uh, get him on a podcast bad. You should. That guy's yeah. got stories for days. Yeah, he's cool, dude. Um, And so that was, that was my introduction. I didn't have a deer tag that year. And I've been back... Every year since Havelina hunting, uh, it's just so much fun, dude. I, I like it's crazy because when people talk, like, I don't think Arizona, I mean, obviously, Arizona people have always been hunting Arizona, yeah. Like, but I, for whatever reason, it feels like to me, and this is just like my how I feel about it, it's gotten more and more popular oh, yeah. over the past couple of years. Thank and you, I don't go know hunt. why, no, it's because go hunt, go hunt, pretty much, yeah. It is, it's go hunt, it is, um, but. Yeah, it's it's a good. The more the more people that hunt, the more people that are going to protect our right to hunt. Yeah, it, it's a good thing. It is a good thing. And um and success rate on that OTC tag super low. So it the is mo- what it is. Dude, the money maker. This yeah. is the thing. This is it. Like this is where, like the more people that are involved is better for everybody, right? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. then there's going to be people out there who's like, oh well, they're just going to be putting adding more pressure to deer. Their success rates are going to get lower, you know, or like my success might get lower. This is just people speaking right but then the reality of it is if if you have like the tenacity you have the willpower you have the 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 knowledge and and just the grit to get it done bro you're gonna get it done like they manage their herds okay so that's the difference the more money going into fishing game and tags in arizona is better environment for the deer because correct california puts jack shit into their environment yeah. to their water to their fishing game guys like yeah. i feel so bad because it goes it goes to newsom's uh mansion it goes, <laughs> it goes to his wallet <laughs> we, we, we don't know where it goes but listen this is the thing like th- you're absolutely right when yeah. my money my out-of-state when i pay an out-of-state tag or license fee like i feel good about it like i go ah that, it's, it's a lot yeah but i feel better about that going to those places because i know that those funds are being properly used no one manages their herds and their animals and, and their water supply like Arizona. Arizona does such a good job. Drinkers everywhere. Dude, there was a ton where Drinkers, I was at. Dude. Ton. All over. And you know what, man? I went, so put it this way. I went to a, what people would call a low success rated unit. Like, and I had the best hunt I've ever had in my life. It's so much fun. So, <laughs> yeah. so circling, circling back to Arizona, I went there, hunted Havelina with James. And then my second year going there, we actually went to just go poke around, ended up getting some tags, my father-in-law and I. And Dan, Vincent, my boss, um, showed up there to go poke around. He just got into bow hunting. Right. And that year I ended up 
Aaron, that uh, that big forky that's down in the man cave. I'll sh- show you that. I, you saw it, right? The forky oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the man the cave. Yeah. Uh, ended up shooting that deer and then gutted it, put it in the back of the truck, and I went to go pick up the boys that were hunting some some javelina ground and ended up two of us smoked a javelina an hour after I shot that deer. Yeah. That was a good that was a good year. I love I love how Arizona's an opportunistic state. Like you have opportunities. Oppor- the opportunity, and then the, like they say, okay, well you can. People will say, well you can get an AO in in California. And you're right, you can, and you do have opportunity on that. Yeah, but it's not the same. No, it's not the same. No. It's not the same. You, if you grind hard in California, some people will disagree with me. Um, you grind hard in California, you get it done in California. If you go to Arizona and grind hard, you have a very good chance of getting it done. Yeah. If you put the work in, you know. Yeah. Um, this, this last, this last January, uh, Zach Hofstie, one of my really good buddies, I talked him into getting a bow. He's been, he's a hard charger. Man, that kid will go into any Canyon. Uh, he killed a couple local deer last few years and, uh, man, the kid just hammers. So we were talking, I said, Hey, I'm going to go to Arizona. I'm going to get a Havelina tag. going to get a deer tag. You want to go with me? And, uh, so we ended up getting out there the first day we were hunting a spot that I've been before. I just, we weren't seeing deer, just not the numbers that I'm used to seeing. And I said, I've got this Havelina spot that, man, they're all over the place. So I said, we're going to start going up to this glassing point, but we're going to go up to this glassing point like we are stalking because they could be anywhere behind any bush, right. you know? Yeah. So as we're going up, we get 300 yards up the hill and I just dropped to my knees and he's like, you see a buck? And I said, nope, knocked an arrow. And as soon as I drew my bow, he looked. There was a Havelina 10 yards in front of me. God, yeah. Whack, whack, smoked it. And then uh, they started running laps, running laps. And I said, mine's down. And he starts ranging one at like 35 yards. And I said, there's one right in front of you. And he, he's already drawn. He just points his bow down and smokes it. Yeah, Double nice. Havelina right off Perfect. the bat. First day we're out there. Yeah. That's sick. Dude. That's it, a great opening to it. I told him, I said, if we don't kill deer, I'm cool. I said, you just shot your first big game animal with a bow. Yeah, we just doubled up. I said that was epic. This the trip could end right now, and I'd be happy. Yeah. Um. So we started doing some more scouting. Ended up going to another spot that I I've seen a bunch of deer at. They just weren't there. So I said I'm going to glass the mountains, and he's like, Well, I'm going to turn around and glass the flats. And I said, Now I was just about to do that. It's probably a good idea. And we just see these deer funneling, like groups of deer funneling out to the middle of the desert. And they were just in the flats. In the flats, yeah. middle of the desert funneling. We couldn't figure out what they were doing. So where he spotted the first deer, I went to where all the deer were funneling and, um, out in the middle of the desert. I mean, we hiked out there pretty far and, uh, found a tire with a bunch of water in it. Yep. There was cattle out there and stuff and it's middle of wide open desert. Was there a well attached? There was a huge, huge tank about 50 yards away. Yeah. So I saw a mouse inside the, the tire and I grabbed a stick or PVC or something that was laying there and tried to get the mouse out before it started getting all disgusting. And I look up and there's three deer waiting for me to leave so they can yeah, come get water. Come get water. And I was like, this is crazy. So yep. I pulled my decoy out of my backpack and I went and sat in the shade on the holding tank. And as I'm sitting there, I had 30 deer funnel through in an hour. Yep. And I'm like, this is just, this is insane. So I hit Zach up. I'm like, dude, we need a ground blind. This is too good to be true. Right. And uh, so couldn't find a ground blind within an hour and a half away. I called James Visser. He was, we was in the area close enough to, right. I could, I can go get something from him. I said, Hey, do you bring ground blind? He said, I brought two. I said, do you mind if I borrow it? So we went and picked it up and 
Matt Petro just uh just shot a nice buck that day, so we had the uh, celebratory dinner and daiquiris. Yeah. And then I grabbed the blind with uh, Zach, and we went and set up a blind next to that water hole. And the next morning, got out there an hour before light, sat that water hole, and 8 o'clock rolls around, and I see a bunch of deer out 300 yards away. Pick up my binos, and the buck I shot standing in the group, and I, was, I started shaking so bad. I've, I've never really hunted a ground blind that much, you know? Didn't know what to expect. And so I closed my eyes, and I'm thinking, I'm like, if this doesn't work out, it's okay. If they don't come in, it's okay. Just enjoy this moment. That's all you need to do. Enjoy this moment. Yeah. Just even if they only get to 60 yards, I was shaking too bad to take a shot. There's no way. Right. No way. And I don't get fired up like that. Like normally after shot, I get I get yeah. shaken. And this the hot doe comes and grabs water and that buck followed. I ranged at 34 yards. And I'm telling you, I was shaking so bad. Dude, 34 yards when there's like just desert and a buck, but you see everything on him. Oh, yeah. You see like contours on him. You see scars. You see all kinds of shit. Everything. Dude, it's wild. So I, I, I'm i in the corner of the blind. I draw my bow and I just lean out. And as soon as I lean out, I, I just put my 30 and 40 pin just right where I think they need to be, but I'm, I'm shaking. I, I was, I didn't know what to do cause I don't shake like that till after a shot typically. And it took a couple deep breaths and sent that arrow. And as soon as I hit that deer, I called my father-in-law and I said, you just knew right away. I knew it was dead. Yeah. It just blood flowing out. Mm-hmm. I said, I just, I just smoked a good buck. What'd you hit him with? Rage. Rage. Yeah. yeah. Hit him with a rage. And I said, I just smoked a good buck. I said, I don't know. I don't know how good he is. I don't really care. I would have shot a forky. I just want meat in the freezer. That's what this trip's for because I didn't tag out San Diego. And uh, <laughs> called Zach, and he's like, you want some help? So we ended up getting that deer, got some pictures, got that deer taken out of there. Tailgate. Yep. On, uh, he he drove his truck through some brutal brush. and he got it. Yeah. Ni- a nice truck, nice yeah. Toyota pickup truck, new one. And he just demoed that thing coming Damn. to get my deer. Got that deer out. He helped me string it up. That deer was, the body on it was huge. Like it took two of us to string that thing up in a, a, a tree. It wasn't even a tree. It was a root in a <laughs> no. creek. Yeah. It was literally hanging off one side of the tailgate and his feet were hanging off the other, right? Dude, his ass was off one end. His ass was hanging off the other. So he's like, all right, let's get this thing quartered up. I said, I've quartered a deer before. I said, go sit your ass in that ground blind. Don't leave until nightfall. At this point, it's 10 o'clock. Yeah. And he said, I don't like to hunt ground blinds. I said, go sit your ass in that ground blind Dude, and yeah. do not get out. Yeah. I saw too many damn deer coming through. And I get my deer quartered up, get the, the head skinned up, and uh, get. I went into town and got some Carl's Jr. I'm so hungry at this point. Froze my ass off all morning. And I get a phone call. I said, you shoot him? He's like, I just shot one. I said, I'm on my way. I'm I'm hauling ass down the dirt roads trying to get yeah. to him. Yeah. Oh, we were, we were on the phone, and then you hung up on me. I hung remember? up on you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I got to go. You shot one. I said, my buddy just shot one. got to go. That's and sick. I called him. I said, how big is he? He's like, bigger than yours. I said, oh, shit. Dang. That's a good deer. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, so I parked, got in his truck, and bushwhacked his truck again through again. the same stuff. Yeah. And I showed up there, and he was still shaking. I mean, it had been... 30 minutes, 40 minutes maybe, and he was still shaking. And so he ended up tagging a javelina first day in Arizona, shooting a beautiful buck third day, third day in Arizona. And uh, he said, man, I don't know why people talk about bow hunting being so hard. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, you, <laughs> you don't even know. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I wanted I was, you to hit that for sure. I was going to tell you, what did you say? Oh God, it was, <laughs> it was hilarious. And, uh, but, he deserves every bit of it. That guy puts in work. I mean, yeah. 
I know I put in work. That dude puts in work. You guys yeah. caped him up too. Yeah, so we ended up caping that deer out, dropping it off at the taxidermist uh, right there. I'm not going to tell you where. Yeah, don't. And, uh, yeah, so it was just, it was epic. Like, we were going to stay out there and hunt a little bit more. Or not hunt, like coyote hunt. Yeah. And we ended up just packing our bags. We, he, he has a new baby, and I wanted to see my boy and my wife. So we ended up packing up and coming home early. And that was our that was solid, our Arizona yeah. season. That it was, was amazing. Dude, dude solid. Quick. S- such a good trip. Yeah, man. That yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Opportunity per, is like, it's available, and it's not very far away to have amazing hunts. And that's the thing. Like, I, that's not my preferred method of hunting, but we came up across an opportunity. The hunting out in the mountains just wasn't good because it's such a drought. Um, and we took advantage of an opportunity, not the way I wanted to do it, but you know what? That was my first deer out of a ground blind. Probably not my last. Um, now I'm looking to set up those tree stands. Hopefully yeah. I want to shoot a local deer with my recurve from a tree stand. It'd be cool. That's, that's what my goal is this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. I, so dude, there's a, I mean, there's a good possibility you're going to. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> it's like, it, you know, I don't I don't like necessarily, it's not my preferred way of hunting either, sitting out of a ground blind or a tree stand, you know, but I'll do it for Dude, sure. whatever it's, gets it done. Yeah, there, there's no. Bingo. That's what it is. It's not like, no, like no one could sit here. Like if you were, if you were like pessimistic about it and you're like, Oh, that ain't the right way to do it. It's, you couldn't sit here and hold that conversation with me. I'd be like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, you know how many people get do it done? Whatever it takes. Dude, listen. Visser goes out of state all the time and whacks tanks, yep. bro, out of tree stands and ground blinds. Like, that's success. Mm-hmm. He stalks them, too. It, yeah. No, but no, no. I'm telling you right now, his spot and stock game is probably better than most people dude, I've ever met. But that's what I'm saying. But he's well-rounded. And right. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to take that. And become more well-rounded. Be able to know that when to use a tree stand, when to use a blind, when to stalk. Right. Because I, when my buddies, my buddies that taught me how to hunt, get high and glass, spot and stalk. Get high, glass, and go. Oh, I think like get high, smoke no, weed, no, and no. glass. Well, and they, yeah, I guess you could focus too, for a long time if you did that. <laughs> no, there no, they, not not like get high, but like you know, get higher than the landscape you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, glass and glass, or get to a vantage point where you can glass a lot. Like that's how I learned. I, I didn't grow up hunting, dude. I I so I've only learned what people have taught me Bingo. and then my own experiences. So when people say, because there are people out there that go, ah, you know, they kind of push wishy-washy on like ways to find success oh that's not you know what i mean it's like i'm an open book and I'm everyone an should book. be because yeah. just because you have the information doesn't mean you're gonna put in the work to right. use it oh yeah dude and that's what i'm saying like whatever way gets it done gets it done yeah because at the end of the day man if you fill your tag yeah you in the freezer t- right you got yeah. meat in the freezer and anyone that says oh that's not a right way to do it like dude I mean, where I mean, are your tag- gear yeah, oh, where, yeah. like Let's, how many tags have you punched? There's no right way to hunt. No, um, like like I said, I've been I've been calling deer for fun. Like I, James was just telling me the other day, he's like, I know how you like to hunt. You like to communicate with animals. He said, elk hunting is for you. You need to Dude, try it. You got to do you it. Should. Are you gonna try turkey hunting this year? Because I like calling so much, I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah. Yep. I'm actually. Am I allowed to take a piss? Yeah, you. Yeah, are. you can piss. Oh, handle yeah, it. go ahead, man. Yes. Handle it. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're yeah. not allowed. <laughs> you're not allowed to piss, Timmy. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, that yeah. That's good, man. He's what, uh you think you're gonna get that X nine eight tag, Brandon? I hope. You've been trying. I, well, I don't I don't think so because it's uh like I've been trying hard every year for the last three years. Go hunt was saying it was hundred percent with the the points I had. I think it's point creep. Yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't think I'm gonna get it. Dude, but, I'm, I I think I have a feeling you're gonna get it this I year. I have seven points, dude. 
if I don't have if I don't have if I don't get it with seven points this year, I'm gonna burn it on like whatever something. Yeah, they got other. I, I'd rather get a bunch of us and go to you know somewhere up there. Yeah, a unit that's gonna a couple units that I want to go hunt for sure, and yeah. it doesn't require that many points to do it. I'd rather take three or four guys and go. Yeah, dude. Because if I don't draw it, I'm gonna have eight you points. Po- point boost us. Oh yeah, I would just ride my points. Yeah, and then we get a big group of guys and go on my points. I don't care. But I, if I don't draw X nine eight this year, I think that's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah, dude. I I went for the stars for Utah. I went applied for like the most craziest point zero zero three percent chance of drawing. Yeah, I got seven percent chance on my archery help. Like my, the archery elk tag that I want, I got seven yeah. percent chance. Dude, I got about one or two points. That's that's about it. Yeah, well, I mean, I, it's I all, got a few points here. I started late. It's all about the point game, you know. Yeah, it's a it's a nightmare. Yeah. It is. It's tough. Yeah, go ahead. Talk, take that. Timmy's yeah. back right now. Yeah, Timmy's coming back right now. We gotta do some swapping. All right, but yeah, you're good. Well, Brian got a phone call. Oh, you gotta take that. But we were talking about California hunts, as far as. He was saying, "Oh, you think I'm? You're gonna draw X nine A for me? Because I got seven points." Yeah, you're gonna draw it then. No, no, dude, I don't think I'm going to. Dude, three years ago, when I had four points, it was 100 percent odds, and then I didn't draw it. Go hunt. This all go hunt. Yeah. Then it was five points, 100 percent odds. Then draw it. Then it was six points, and I was going, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna get it." Especially with COVID, no one's leaving. Point dude. creep is that what it point is? Point creep. Point creep. Dude, right, and I'm like that cut off. Like, Who, who's who's your team? Who are you gonna have with you? Because I know you're gonna bring a couple guys up to help glass. Uh, to be to be honest, man, like, not very many people. Like, I don't have anybody that wants to go. If if I draw that Utah tag, I can't go. He can't because X nine A is like it's so it's kind of throwing wrench in my plans. It, well, not really. Like my out of state plan, like my out of state plans, because I'm I'm hoping that I'm gonna draw it this year, and it says it should be a guaranteed hunt i really like curtailed like curtailed my out-of-state hunts right like i wanted to go to idaho that's kind of runs just time wise it just probably wouldn't work out and i want to go shoot a deer up there you know utah same thing kind of kind of sort of i mean i know it starts later in the month but when you take all that time off then i got to get back and work then i got to take time off again so i'm trying to like you know i got to be smart about yeah so with seven points, I got to assume I'm going to get it. Well, last year it was a hundred percent with six points and I didn't get it. Right. So it's like, I'm right on that cusp. If you have eight points right now, go hunt says it's like, uh, a hundred percent. If you have six points, no, no. How am I trying to say that? Six points was like from last year's draw odds. Six points was like 7% chance of drawing it. So if you had seven points, it was a hundred percent last year. So they just push those draw odds up for 2021, and those what you're supposed to make your plans on, yeah. right? So 2020 statistics sh- tell me in 2021 that with seven points I should get it, but every year it is said I should get it. Yeah, it's total point creep. So I don't know if I draw it, I'll put a plan together. I'll start hitting people up. I know, I know, Bill Simmons' buddy has seven points, and he's willing to go with me. Like Bill was telling me, he's going to get I've, us in contact. I've got friends with seven points. No, I've got friends that live there. Yeah, see, all, all of that information, like all of that stuff, because, I mean, I'll go up and start scouting. Once I got the tag, I'll be up there all the time. Like high, low, it doesn't matter, and I'll, and I'll, you know, but 
anybody that has friends up there that hunt and like are outside out there, not just live there, but like no, they hunt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah, give me in contact if I yeah. if I you know what I mean. And they yeah. they shoot some pretty nice deer out there, but the thing is, it's, it sucks for the locals out there. They can't hunt any of the X zones except for every six years. You know, right? Like how right. shitty is that? You can't even hunt the zone you live in. Dude, you have it's to drive. Horrible. Oh, man, blows my mind. It does. It's like uh, it's almost like. It's almost like they're non-resident in there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it sucks. So I'm kind of glad we live down where we live because we do get to hunt a lot. We get a lot of opportunity. Yeah. So, a lot of opportunity to be out in the field. Yeah, a lot of opportunities to look <laughs> right, at bushes. Right. But, you know, we've said it numerous times, man, that the, the dedication it takes to get it done here, the skills you learn here when you go anywhere else. Like, man, you're like on top of the game. Yeah, you are. Not, it's not even that. It's, it's just persistence. The people that, that are successful here are super persistent, and you take that other places you're, you're going to have more encounters you know yeah like i know guys who man i hunted here two years i'm not i only seen one buck i'm, I'm done you know yeah we all got right, a guy we right. got a guy that did that but yeah. that's the thing like that's where i'm coming into now like i didn't i didn't see oh i stopped one legal buck but aside from that i was in canes where i'm glassing 26 does in a morning different groups of two groups of three and not seeing a buck but I sat there all morning and just took it in and enjoyed it. Like I, yeah, I'm. I don't know if I'm just not that that hungry for it right now, or I just I'm just starting to enjoy the moments more. I, I don't know what it I is. I think that's what it is. Like you got to think when dudes go to, like when you watch YouTube and you see people go to Alaska and they they go on a moose hunt and they're not successful. But yet, when the trip is done, they're like, "Man, I can't wait to come back." And it was the best. And it's trip. like the best. Yeah. It's like, yeah. are you? Do you belong to SCH Outdoors? That SoCal hunting forum. Um, I'm not really big on the forums. Um, the do only you, thing I follow is SD Muleys. Okay, so like, <laughs> yeah, so there's there's a couple guys on that forum that went to the Frank, the Frank Wilderness up in Idaho. Like they flew in bush plane style. It's Drew, Daryl, and Kellen. And then one of Daryl's friends, they went up and they did their big write up on it. What's what's Daryl's last name? Is Sloan? Sloan. Sloan. Daryl Sloan. Yeah, Daryl yeah, yeah, yeah Lone Popper. I just started following him on Instagram yeah. like a couple days ago. Dude, he, he's he a killer. Badass. Like I'm trying to get him on the podcast so bad, man. Like I'm like, you got to get killer. on. He's badass, dude. Yeah. Daryl's like rad. Anyways, they went up there. A handful of animals hit the ground, but they all had like a blast, dude. They they want to go back every year that's so this is the, the adventure dude when when i first started hunting i was solo solo only i don't want to hunt with people i don't want extra noise i don't want extra movement and it was all about learning and filling tags not it wasn't a social deal for me now when i go out hunting like i'm totally open to go hunt like last few times i went to arizona to hunt javelina by myself like it, yeah. it was it was a solo thing. I want to learn. I can't learn if I have distractions. And now I'm to the point like I, I want to go hunt with people because that's part of it. You get back to camp, drink some beers, cook some dinner. Dude, yeah. that's all what laugh. it's about. And yeah. So so things have changed a lot over the last couple of years. Oh yeah, uh, dude. It was like to touch on that like camaraderie aspect of it when when I was in Arizona last year, dude. Me and Matt were up coos hunting, and um, there were these two old dudes that like we just met on the mountain. They're fucking hammered. Like, dude, they're driving the side by side, like fully built race rig. Anyways, they showed up at camp and it, and it's like the shit that happens in deer camp is like unbelievable. Like it's like the, some of the shit that happens, you're just like, what the, you know, like next thing you know, Matt's like wrestling this 60 year old man. 
Like they knew the same wrestling coaches. They were both like swinging dick wrestlers as the dude was growing up and Matt was a crazy wrestler. So they like knew the same people. There's like a 30 year age gap between these guys. Did Matt get his ass whooped? No, but dude, 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 dude you should in the video. Brandon, dude, back, take him down. I'm like, fuck him up, Matt. <laughs> I'm like drunk, aching him off. Anyways, uh, the great guys, like great individuals you run into. And those are the experiences that'll like, they'll live with me for life. Oh, yeah. The stuff that happens in deer camp, my wife doesn't understand it. No. Like, She's just like, what do you, what do you mean? You Every don't time yeah. you see that person's face, you just have to chuckle because oh, yeah. <laughs> you know a different side of them than yeah. anyone else. Yeah, it's deer camp is is it's unbelievable. And even if you have like a boring deer camp, you still walk away from deer camp like yeah. uh, that hunt, going, man, that was a good time. Yeah, you know. Now I got to go back to fucking work, dude. We were uh, camping out in Arizona. It was me and Izzy, and we're in camp, and then all these these beagles walk in with these radio callers and stuff and they stopped with us for like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, damn, dude, that hunter's probably pissed right now. He's going to come over here. Were they were chasing lions? Lions or bears. Or I, don't, I don't know. Beagles? Beagles. Or at least the hound dog. I think they were beagles. <laughs> I, I don't hound know. Dogs, right? Could have been, I got the video. But uh, they were they were messing with us and then the, I, we were thinking, dude, that hunter's going to get over here and it's a group of guys. Yeah, I need one. Uh, group of guys over here instead of a lion or bear or whatever they're chasing, dude. <laughs> it was crazy, dude. We was in the morning. We, we treat a Brian. Yeah, dude. We treat. Nah. Um, I was. It was fun. Dude. <laughs> and then uh, we we went to two different spots, dude. Our first spot, it was it was fun, dude. It was a blast. Second spot was just as fun too. But dude, this these tarantulas out in the Arizona desert, dude. Like dinner plates, dude. They're huge. And they one comes rolling through camp, and Justin's walking around with Crocs on, and uh, I'm. I, dude, for some reason, I was bleeding out my arm, dude. Like under my arm, I had like a bite, and I got inf- it was bad, dude. So I was, ble- I was walking. Uh, I don't know what bit me. Something bit or, me. Or is it Justin? Maybe Justin. <laughs> Probably Justin. Is that the same tent? Uh, uh, I'm not gonna say that. Bleed the fifth. But dude, I was walking around the camp, no shirt, bleeding out my armpit, and I'm trying to wrangle a tarantula, dude. It was it was crazy, man. This those things at deer camp, man. You hit it right on the spot. I, crazy I, things happen. That's deer like. Camp. That's why I. Because it's so special to me. Like hunting and and deer camp and camping out and just either in state or locally, you know, I want I want everybody to experience it. The, everyone's different though. Some people meditate, some people do yoga, and guys like us, we hunt, and, yeah. and a lot of people are never going to understand that, and that that's okay. Yeah, but like the like minded guys that do hunt, that still like the new hunters. They most new hunters like when you get into hunting, dude, you don't know up from down, like. The thought of going out of state is like a dream. It's a dream for just, dudes just like that. Make it happen. Look at Spencer Lillywhite. He just makes right. shit yeah. happen. He just went out there after oak. Yeah. There's so much information online. So how about this? If you were to give for for hunt in San Diego, let's say a guy hits you up right now and said, What do I need to understand? What do I need to know? What do I need to buy to hunt rifle tag D sixteen this coming season? What what information would you give him? Like me personally? You personally? Then Brian, I, I'm just curious to. I, I we're probably on the same page. Yeah, we probably are. I would say don't. Like, are you saying he has nothing? He has nothing. Hunter education card. That's it. That's it. Ready to get a license? I say, obviously, you got to buy your license. Yep. Then put in for D16. Like, grab it either over the counter or if it's prior to the draw, I'd say PD second choice D16. Yep. You know, third choice whatever else, right? And then I'd say go get a gun. Right. If you don't have a gun, go get a cheap gun. Like, you know, if you could afford good optics, great. Get it. Like a decent scope, you know. 
Um, I'd say spend as much money as you can on a pair of binos and a tripod. Yep. Yeah. And then I would just say get up in them hills, dude. And like, glass. And glass. glass. Not glass. 20 minutes, not no, 30 no. minutes. Glass. Sit on a hillside and glass. All day. I mean, you don't have to. Okay. I'm going to touch on that real quick. You don't have to have a nice rifle and a nice scope. If you can shoot 200 yards, you're good, but you can't shoot deer that you can't find right. or see. Yeah. yeah. Invest in binos, bottom line. That was That's the biggest mistake that I made. I, I invested in binos way late in the game. Did you? Like good binos, yeah. My first pair, and I only had them for like two months, it was like some Nikon Pro Staffs or something like yeah, that. I got those. And then it, and then it went to then it went to Vipers, Vortec Vipers, HDs, and then it went to Razors, and now I'm working on Swaros. I would love Swaros, but the eight percent gain that you get from the Razors isn't worth two thousand dollars. So this is that was so check this out. Eight uh, percent gain, maybe twelve percent gain dude, is not worth two thousand dollars. Would you grab? Are you gonna get the UHDs? No, I got just Razors. See, I got Razor HDs right now. Yeah, and I love them. They're twelve by fifties. Yeah. It wasn't enough power, long range, for the out-of-state shit. It wasn't enough for me. Locally, sure, where me and you are out glassing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's all great. It's good. But even then, like, when we're when we're looking at that far mountain. Oh, the one that was, like, three miles away? Yeah, dude, that, like, if you had a set of 15s on that, it'd be different. Like, I know you say 3% or, three, you know, three times power, but the clarity on that, because you're looking a long way, you're looking at heat waves, you're looking at a ton of but stuff. But heat waves are heat waves. No, doesn't matter how good your glasses, heat waves still going to be. It's still going to be there, but it will be reduced. Yeah, Dude, I, I mean, alpha glass is alpha glass, bro. Like I agree. My boss let me use them, and I wanted them, but I made a compromise. Like a twelve percent gain for two thousand dollars is not I, worth it to me. And, and I get it, and that's why I haven't bought them yet. I'm working towards it. Like this isn't something I. Can oh, just I will go, have them. Yeah, I will have them soon enough. Yeah, I can't just go swipe and my old lady go, "What the? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm no. dodging punches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll have them eventually, but right now, like I was working with ten fifty Diamondbacks for five years, and, and they work great. And they they work just fine. Don't get me wrong; that low light situation sucks. Yeah. I can tell the difference between swirls and my razors the last five minutes of light. Yeah, but aside from that, I will tell you right now that uh, a couple years ago, I was in Idaho helping my buddies out, and they all run swirls, and they had their spotters out, and I had my razor spotter. I had an eighty five, my eighty five millimeter out, and Matt had his out. I think he, he was running at the time an eighty five. Now he's got the one hundred five millimeter. There was a clear as day distinction between my Razor HD spotter on a phone scope and his Swaro on a phone scope at the same deer. It was like mine was low light, no light, dead. His was like big dead. magnification makes a huge difference but in he glass was, quality. Yeah, but I think he was running a well. Oh, okay, tens okay, and twelves. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's the comparison is is so minute. Uh, when you're looking at 16, 18, 22, yeah, 30, okay. 40, Makes sense. then Swaros are leaps and bounds above right, right. Vortex. And it was, dude. So, like, new hunters. There's cheap rifles. There's a Savage Axis. There's the Ruger American. Mm-hmm. Those rifles are 400 bucks. I think it's like the Mossberg Patriot, too. Patriot, 400 bucks. All these barrels shoot really good these days. Technology's come so far, you don't need an expensive rifle. If you're going to buy a rifle, buy a $400 rifle, yep. buy a Three hundred dollars scope and what, be done with it. What's that scope you're talking about, dude? You told it's a SWA or something. SWFA. It's it's used by it was Navy contracted uh, 
and it's rated up to 50 BMG. Uh, the turrets are amazing on it. You can create dope charts, and, and it's really accurate. It tracks. It like tracks a bad habit. really well because it's not doesn't have a what is that called? Different zoom settings. Yeah, it doesn't have like first and full or first second focal plane. It's it doesn't have a zoom in the magnification. There's no isn't magnification. There. Yeah, so you, it's set 10x. So you you run less lenses, less movement. So the thing's super durable, and less lenses mean more clarity. Right. So for three hundred dollars, two ninety nine. No tax. Yep. You can buy a scope that will do everything you need to do. Everything. Yeah. I mean, I've shot out to a thousand yards with that, yeah. that scope and rifle. Mm-hmm. So cheap, cheap rifle, decent scope, good glass, and a tripod. Yeah. Ryan? Uh, you know what, dude? Justin runs all the Kuyu gear and all the uh, Swaros, dude. There's a reason why I don't look through his his binos no more. I run the, <laughs> I run the, I run an older pair of Vortexes, but they still do the job for me. The, uh, the Vultures 15, I swear by 15 by 56. It's like, I love that setup. I don't like uh, spotters. It, for some reason, I, it makes me nauseous. I, I can't like do spotters it. either. Yes, but if if I had the money, I'd be getting Swaros straight up. I The low light situation and then being able to like pick up, like I, I've, Justin has picked up tiny pieces of antlers looking through bushes. And when I'm looking through them with my vo- my vortexes, I'm like, nah, dude, that's just a dead branch. He's like, no, nah, dude, look through my swirls. And it's a little it's a antler moving yeah. back and forth in the bushes. They're that good. Yes, they are. I so believe it. Personally, like, if I can afford it, I'd be getting swirls today. Yeah, I, that's why I'm saying, like, you don't need to go out and buy yourself a Christensen's arm rifle with a badass Vortex Razor $2,500 scope nope. on it. You don't need any of that. You need glass. I, Number one is glass. You can't shoot them if you can't find them. And, yeah. I, and I would always say, like, the reason why I'd said, yeah, you know, optics on your scope or on your gun is because that low light situation, yeah. you know? But ultimately, like you said, dude, you, you don't, you're not going to be able to find that deer through your rifle scope, dude. You won't. Like, you need to be able to find that deer through binoculars and then find that deer through your rifle scope. So that 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 uh, SWFA low light because it's so many less lenses, it lets a lot of light in. Pretty good. You can nice. You can shoot it. I still need, I still need to get one. You just need to go. You actually you shot that rifle with that scope on. Yeah, it. yeah. No, it's a great it's scope. I'm telling you that fucking gun is great. Yeah. I love it. It's why I bought mine. But yeah. I, I used to be like, I'm starting to get into more expensive gear. Like I used to just Bass Pro eleven dollar t shirts. Yeah. But I'm hey, there's nothing run. wrong with that. I'm no, a budget hunter. I still, I still run it. Yeah. When, when my good stuff's dirty, I run. I, I mean, Dude. whatever. But I'm starting to get into more comfortable gear, and I, I eventually one day I'll, I will own Swaros. But yeah, I'm just barely starting to make that transition. It, it just. Why don't you use that stimulus check you just got? It's on the way, man. Yeah. It's on I, the I way. think I think that this year when I sit the tree stand, as long as it's the early A22. I think I'm just going to go cover myself up with mud, wear a lowing cloth, and I'm going to do it all, all natural, man. You just go straight naked, dude. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I just don't need people's trail cams catching me and, and catching charges on. on nah, I just wear a mask. Right. COVID, you'll be all right. <laughs> COVID right. mask. It'll be all right. I, I just think that, number one, for a new hunter getting in, getting into it, I would say glass, like optics. For sure, binoculars, and make sure you get a tripod. Tripod. It's tripod nice. is, and it don't matter. I mean, obviously, the better tripods are out there. Dude, spend the money if you can. If you can't, grab a Vortex GT Pro. Dude. You're, mine's cheaper. And what, Yeah, what is yours? <laughs> I remember that, dude. I, I was with, messing with it. With the trigger. Yeah, with the trigger handle. Trigger That's handle, outdoor, panhead. Um, no, no. No. It's an Amazon Basics, and it's meant for photography. Really? And, and it I, works I fine. picked that thing up, and... 
I've been using it for years. Actually, I donated one to those boys that helped me out get off the mountain. I was oh, sick. really? I donated my old one, and I ended up buying a new one. $79 if you want to get into a tripod. It's there good. You go. It's a good tripod. It's easy to pan with. Uh, and then I got the mountain something attachment and the stud that goes in my binos. Quick yeah. quick attachment. Best thing I've, I've ever invested. Yeah. In. It, dude, it, and I got my Vortex razors from Bruce down at the Bonero shop. Yeah, they make carry sure you a check good, him out. Yeah, they they carry a good line of, of Vortex. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, got, they got the UHDs. And yeah, he does. He loves those 18s. I have yet to look through I those. I them. Did you like them? What's the deal with them? I'm not a big magnification guy. Like, if I can see deer, I'm going after deer. Uh, bottom line, if I see if I see a backstrap, I'm going to go shoot it. Yeah, yeah, but this is what I'm saying. Like, in Arizona. Like if you were if you like in Arizona, would you want more magnification? My twelve powers, I can spot deer at two miles. I'm, I'm okay. Like that's if, uh, what am I gonna do? Get in my truck, go drive a mile, and then stalk them the other mile? Like, there's so many deer in Arizona. If you're seeing deer at two miles, <laughs> look a little bit well, closer. Well, look a little closer. Yeah, I get it. You're gonna see deer closer. I'm just saying, like where I was at, we were at the base of a mountain. Like we literally at the base of a mountain, and then you're looking up. Yeah. Or you're sitting back a little wise, a little ways, and you're glassing in, right? Like for me, I don't know. I like I like magnification. I like to be able to see because, like you guys said, spotters aren't aren't your dig. You know, spotters ain't necessarily my dig either. I just bought it because I had the opportunity to, and and I wanted it, and I like scouting in the off season and phone scoping deer. Yeah, I like that. So that's one of the main reasons why I bought it. Yeah, I got the little phone scope thing that I put on my my twelves, and I was. Yeah, I was gonna record you shooting that deer. Yeah, exactly. The wind was just shit. Yeah, it was a shit, dude. It was it was good at the base going yeah. up, man. It just pfft, something. All happened. of a sudden, all of a sudden, I saw one, two, three, four, five, five deer. We only saw two. Saw yeah. five deer just bust out of that <laughs> that saddle, dude. I, yeah, I mean, good optics though allows you to glass deer the way we did. We were finding bedded does. Yeah, we found bedded deer, mm-hmm. and that's how that's how we found them it was because of our optics allowed us to. It it does make a huge difference. It does for sure. But, but another thing with technology, you buy a three hundred dollars scope, and the coatings are so good these days. Even like when we go night hunting, I've taken people night hunting, and they look through their scope, and they can't see shit. It's just dark. Oh really? It's an old scope, twelve year old scope. All right. the new ones, even the cheaper ones, hundred fifty bucks, two hundred bucks. That one I use. Oh yeah, that that um, I was gonna. It's a Nico Sterling, right? Yeah, that was. A, I got the three hundred eight. I forgot what rifle that was with the hoe grip and everything. I got a 308 and that that scope came on it. And I ended up putting it on my 223 just as a, a get-me-by scope until I bought something better. It works fine. And it's been three years and I haven't bought something better because it works so good. That's it why I have good. those Nikon Pro Stats. It's a $159 scope. Yeah. Yeah. I, I run a cheap pair. My cousin gave it to me for free for, I think it was Christmas. Dude, what's a, what's a crossfire? Is it a crossfire? Crossfire. What do I have on that Ruger on my, on my pre- I think I have a Predator. Like on my Predator, I think I have a crossfire on it right now. I think it's right a crossfire. Now. That, I, I had that scope too. It's a good scope, and that scope will do just fine. Yeah. No, that, I, dude, I'm took it. I'm telling you that with that Ruger, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Great. I want to get one of those Leopolds. Those Leopold scopes, like a VX3 yeah. or something. Yeah, they're sick, dude. Get the VX6. Don't be cheap. Yeah, two thousand oh, bucks. Soon as Biden hits me what up, do you man. Two thousand bucks. I thought they're like twenty eight hundred bucks. Whatever. Twenty eight hundred. Oh, man. Shit. Hey, how about this? How much is the Vortex? <laughs> no, no, just get the <laughs> SWFA. Yeah, dude. Just don't even mess around. Nah, with modifications. So what about what about archery versus rifle hunting? Because when I, I shot my first deer with a, a, a rifle, and then I bow hunted for five years straight, um, and then only picked up a rifle again to hopefully make that freezer full when the baby was born. Archery. 
Archery. archery. I like archery. Yeah, same here. Archery's fun, dude. I'm barely getting into rifle hunting, so. If it, and this is the thing, like, archery down here allows us opportunity to hunt for almost three months if combined. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you can hunt early A22. If you get that A22 tag, dude, you, you can hunt a long time. Yeah. And it's it's good for for guys with families. It is fantastic to have. For the weekend let's warriors. say you get a D16 and an A22. You get three months of hunting to hunt, and that's not that that's what it takes. Well, it but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it does. Yeah, if you're sure. a weekend warrior, A22 is the way to go. Yeah, I love I, the A22. I like tag. late season A22, and that's so, the best part. This is something that I've talked about with a bunch of people about shooting younger bucks. Everyone's like, let them grow, let them grow. Well. Honestly, if I saw a little forky and I saw a doe with him and the doe was bigger, I'm going to shoot the doe. I want more meat. Yeah. And I always thought that bigger bucks just didn't taste good, and I was completely wrong. Uh, I had a steak from one of James's big bucks he shot locally, and it was the most tender deer I've ever had. It's a good one. And it was a seven- or eight-year-old buck. Yeah. And then that buck down there from Arizona, old deer. <laughs> old buck. And I'm telling you. Dinosaur. Holy shit. Yeah. We've been eating... Uh, Leg steaks uh, on the smoker, and I'm telling you, it's it's one of the best years. So I'm not going to count it. I told Travis uh, Bowman, I said, when I got to Arizona, I'm looking for a meat buck. I'm not trying to shoot something old. I want something that tastes good. And then I said, hey, I just shot a buck. He'll send me a picture. He's like, hey, motherfucker, you said you were shooting a meat buck. I said, <laughs> I also said I'm shooting the first buck I have an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and this was the first one. First one, and so he said, don't lie to me. What does it taste like? I said, amazing. I said, yeah. I was 100% wrong. I shouldn't have opened my mouth without knowing for sure. I think those meat eater guys, on like two seasons ago, they did a test. They did a test, like an old buck and a they young buck. They said it buck. was fine. Yeah, it, and I, I just think, like, if you're a wild game guy, if you like wild game, you're going to like it all. You know what, dude? Yeah. Those doe back straps I had, oh, my God. <laughs> like melt I, do, in your mouth, I do think doe, does are a little bit more tender, especially because if you're shooting a, a second season A22 buck, it's going to be a little bit ruddy. Yeah, he's all, oh, yeah, he's all. Yeah. Which it's, but it's dude, not, whatever. Cut deer, them glands off right good. away, <laughs> dude. Deer's just good in general. Oh, I love like, deer. I, I love deer, dude. What do you got? What do you got going on this year for 2021? So, I'm actually instead of taking time off to do my annual Arizona trip, uh, I think I'm going to not think. I put in for for Wyoming antelope tags, kind of reminisce on. The hunts I used to use my grandpa. Yeah. And is he still around? He is still around. And actually, I gave him a call, and he is going to join us. He said, oh, when, when you go, if you draw the tags, he said, I'm, I'm going with you. Good for you. And I'm super stoked on that, because I've been trying to get him to go hunting again. Uh, as, as he got a little bit older, he just... He doesn't kinda, have the desire? Not that he doesn't have the desire. He just, he admires life too much to take it anymore. Yeah, but would he partake? Well, obviously, he he's will be a part of the hunt, yes. Yeah. He will be a part of it. He's um, gonna see, is you going to take your boy with you, too? So... I put in, uh, my boy is going to go with us. I put in for Carly and myself. If we draw these tags, I will not go to Arizona in January, which will be the first year in six years. Five really? Years. Yeah. You wouldn't even go for like a three or four day air? I, I might. But you're but, not like planning on like a five, ten day trip out to Arizona if you get I, these I might, I might, pull, I might go buy a Havelina tag and go Havelina hunting. Um, but this, this, this trip's going to, going to fill my needs for the year. Having yeah. my boy and my wife with me. Oh yeah. She's, she's. She's going to have a tag. I'm going to have a tag. Um, and there's a really good chance. I have till June to put in for a deer tag. My grandfather has some property out there. I just need to ask him if I can deer hunt on his property. He has a couple really good bucks down there right now. And if, if Hold he, on. You have to, like, ask him, like, hey, Pappy, I have, can I hunt your property? 
I'm, I'm only going to ask him because he won't hunt his property. Oh, he won't. No, he's he's he he had some complications a couple years back, and things changed. Well, yeah, I'm saying like generally speaking, though, like hunting his property. I'm I'm going to ask him out of respect. Oh, okay. I'm not just going to assume. I, I just assumed he would have said like he yeah, will, go he for will it. let me do whatever I want to do. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to ask him out of respect. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll probably end up putting in for a deer tag down there too. There's some big bucks oh, down dude, there. That's going to be great. And uh, so we'll see. That's that's going to be the season. I did put in for a point, not even a point. I put in for a unit that I'm never going to draw for elk in Arizona with my boss. Right. Well, you never know, dude. If it's point, point 0.06%. So you say there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> so it's more for the point, but if yeah. it's the random draw hits and I do get it, fantastic. So it'll be, it'll be Wyoming and possibly Arizona. I'm not really a big put in for tags kind of guy. I like the OTC stuff. Life happens. Shit happens. I would rather, I would rather know that there's a tag available that I can just go by. And if I get the time off work, if work's slammed, I'm not taking off. If work's mellow, if -hmm. life is mellow, shit's not going on. I'll tell my boss, Hey, they're under, they're both hunters. They're both big game hunters and fishermen, anglers. And so if I say, Hey, look, I'm going to run out for nine days out to Arizona, go buy a tag and go hunt. They're cool with it. So I, I like the OTC. I like the idea of the OTC. I don't like, the commitment. I mean, I didn't like commitment when I got married, but I did that anyway, and I'm yeah. super happy. That's the one commitment I'm going to keep. Yeah, aside, yeah, yeah. aside from that, yeah. no, I want my hunts to be like spur of the moment, adventure. Um, that's what it is for me. It's, it's adventure. Do you put in for, I mean, I know you're saying like you don't like putting in for tags, but you don't put in for points in California? Hell no. No? Why? why I can I, hunt. I agree. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I mean, I get no. it. I get it. You I, know where I live. Like, yeah. why, why would I put it out of state? The, so check this out. This is my thought. I mean, sorry, uh, up north. Dude, this is my thought. I, I didn't screw up by putting in, but by having points right now holds me back. Because there's a couple tags that I want right now. Like, this year, I want. And I can't get those tags because, you know, I can't get those tags because of my points. And if I blow my points on that tag, people would be like, wow. Like, wow. <laughs> so that, that, that spot that I I, uh, I went and killed that, that pig up in Kalinga a couple years ago, killed that public land pig. When I was up there, I saw a couple deer in velvet that were really big. So there's actually a chance I might get an AO tag. Yeah. Or an A-zone tag. An A-zone tag. And and go up there and, and try to whack one of those deer. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a brutal canyon. I, 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 can't, I can't picture anyone going to the spot where I shot that pig. Like, it's just stupid. Dumb, huh? It's It was dumb. Well, public land pig, bro. Yeah. It was, That's it what was, happens. It was brutal. Yeah. My wife actually spotted those. So we were up there just scouting. Dropped a bunch of pins um, all across Fresno Valley possible pig spots and that was our last spot we hit and we stopped my wife picks up her bino she's like damn that's a big pig over there i'm like holy shit that's like a 300 pound pig <laughs> and there was a couple other ones with it and it was you know farmland but they were right just off the back side of the farmland before a huge huge hill and i told her i said she's like why don't you figure out a way to go kill one of those i said because you're gonna be sitting in the truck for 10 hours and you're pregnant right now i said it's probably not a good idea yeah i said how about next year i'll come back up a year went by, and she said, hey, honey, uh, why don't you go back up to Kalinga and go try to kill a pig? Mm-hmm. So I started doing a bunch of research on Onyx. Onyx is amazing. 
found a way to get to the backside of this guy's property where we had spotted pigs, where she had spotted pigs. She's yeah. a better, she's a better glasser than me. Um, and hiked up over this brutal canyon, uh, up to this ridge line, hiked the ridge line, and end up shooting a public land pig right behind the ranch where we had glassed him up. Isn't that beautiful? It was it was amazing yeah. because of on X. Yeah. I knew which route I could take, mm-hmm. and it was a very small access point, very small. Um, actually, Zach Hofsty and Darren Gay, which who just moved up to Sacramento, they. We're going to be getting back together for a little trio if you maybe want to join. Yeah, I think we talked about that yeah, yesterday. I'm yeah. going if you want to join. Get it. I think Trento wants to join. It would be nice to have a lot of people hit a couple different ridgelines because you can't see. Right. Once you're at the top, there's so many fingers. If you spot pigs in one, the guy in the next ridge won't see them. Right. And if you shoot a pig, one guy shoots a pig, they're going to cross the next ridge, and guess what? The next group's going to get it. So we're, yeah. we're, we're going to go up with a group. I, I told the guys, I said, make sure you're in shape because – I brought up a buddy oh, named no. Cody. <laughs> I brought Cody Calton up there, and he's in pretty good shape. The guy can hike, and man, he walked with a cane for two days after that that hunt. <laughs> Tore him up. Tore him up. Yeah, that's what happens. That's why fitness is a big deal, man. Huge fitness is huge mm-hmm. in in hunting. Yeah, you got to be able to have that win, them hiking power, man. So yeah, what what I do for fitness is I crack cold ones. Yeah. Yeah. Works out. Mountains are blue. I yep. work out. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's cool, man. Well, hopefully, uh. Hopefully you guys find success, you know, get up there. I told Brian, I said, he needs to go. I told him, I said, you go, we spot pigs. I don't care. You're he's, he's going to be with me. I said, if we spot pigs, you got first shot. Dude, just do it. I'm go. going to go. He needs to. He needs to get him up there. Heck yeah, I said, as long as you share some pig meat with me, because that's my favorite. Oh yeah. Pig meat is one of my absolute favorite. There's a place down tip top meats down in Oceanside. Uh, they make some of the best bratwurst I've ever had in my life. Oh no shit. Dude. And they package it up five in a pack, so you go camping, you go fishing, you do whatever, you, you go hunting. You just bring a pack of bratwurst, and you're, yeah. and you're, good. And you're and, good. Yeah, it's amazing. Damn. You get down on that smoker, dude. We, we just went camping. We had elk back strap going. Oh. We had deer meat and all kinds dude, of stuff. we had all kinds of stuff on that smoker for the, am I allowed to say what it was? Yeah. Uh, it was a, we had a 3D shoot. 3D shoot. Yeah. Travis had a outlaw Out, shoot. Outlaws. Yeah. And we ended up. Stacking that smoker. I mean, you guys left me to a smoker after I'd had way too many beers. Oh, dude. <laughs> Thankfully, it turned out okay. Dude, it was great. <laughs> oh, damn, dude. That's good stuff. Dude. I think we had like 15 or 20-something pounds of meat in that smoker. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Just going, huh? Yeah. Is that, that one he got downstairs? For hours. Yeah, yeah. I got a Traeger. Which are really nice. That was a gift I got from my brother. Um, he ended up getting me a propane smoker. He told me. I said, why the propane smoker? He said, because you go... You go camping so much. He's like, you, you can leave. With, yeah. yeah, you can use that. You can use the, the tank for your barbecue. And if you want to go hiking and smoke something, yeah, you can have that hooked up. Makes sense. Yeah, it made perfect sense. Yeah. And so I really started getting into it this last year. Yeah. And I have a hard time eating anything that's not on it now. Dude, that, I, I that love That rub you had was, was fire, dude. Dude, that rub is amazing. What is it? I forgot the name. I'll, I'll, I'll show you. I put it back in the cabinet empty so I don't lose it. Right. Um, they, they actually have it on Amazon. I need to order. I need to order it. Should. Dude, uh, bourbon rub. Bourbon rub. My favorite rub. My favorite steak and chop rub now is uh, it's called Reload Magnum. It's insane. It's like very coarse, mm-hmm. so it's not like a powder. I like the coarse. Dude, stuff. the coarse stuff. It's badass. Yep. Blows McCormick's out of the water, dude. And you can get it in spicy too, because I like. Ooh. I always like a little kick to it. Little you know, kick to everything. Yeah, yeah. man. And uh, woo, yeah, it's dude. good shit. Talking about dove hunting. Do you guys dove hunt? Yeah. I, we, we've never gotten into that topic. Yeah, no, I've never. So me and Brian never. I used we to tear it up. We haven't gone together, but yeah, yeah, dude. 
Dove hunt is fun. shit are you, out of Are everything. you guys California dove hunters? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out in the valley or wherever. I used yeah. to hunt local. Dude, out. we we have, like, where we live, we could whack doves. Like, there's yeah. a shit ton of doves. And now, like, this year, we didn't really put too much time into it. There was a lot of building going on up there, so yeah. I got to, like, go back out there and well, see exactly what's going on. Well, you know but, what? The problem is with dove season, I mean, it's, it's, it's it should be a national holiday. It's a blast. It's, like, how I started hunting. Like, I can be hunting velvet bucks, so it's, like, I'd rather... I'd rather go after deer, to be honest. Oh, no. I agree. Deer are my but favorite animal. Dove, dove poppers, bacon, uh, oh, have jalapeno, you had- and che- cream cheese. Oh, dude, it's money. Yeah, dove hunting the valley's good. Okay, you're talking about dove poppers. Next time, next time you guys come up, I'll have my way, my wife make uh, deer poppers. So we have that that ground deer meat, but it's the good. breakfast sausage meat. Oh, how is that? Okay, you put it. Mix it with some cream cheese, and you put it inside the pepper with yeah. a piece wrapped in bacon. Yeah, holy Money. shit! Good you think stuff. a dove popper is good? No, you wait till you have a deer popper. Oh, I bet that's way better. So yeah. next time you guys come up, let me know. We'll get those prepped up for you. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, Hopefully soon. and we'll do smoke some backstrap or whatever, whatever you guys want to do. I'm cool with anything. I got some leg steak still for my dough. So Ooh, yeah, Ooh. I'm oh, down yeah. with that. That'd, yeah, that'd be good. Do you um you quail hunt around or uh dove hunt around here? I I don't. I have. I have. Where we were glassing and you stocked that, yeah, that yeah. dough. Uh, oh, there's a bunch out there. There's a bunch out there. So I, I have done it there, um, but a lot of the the old school shotguns I have, I can't run steel through them. Oh, really? No. Does it shoot good or? No, no, it'll fuck up the barrels. Oh, mm-hmm. shoot. The old, old, uh, God, what are they? Is it this one right here sitting next to us? No, Remington 1100s. Oh, okay. Okay. We've got a few of those in the safe and uh, they just, they're, you're not supposed to run steel through them. Does I've it bought, say that on the barrel? It says that everywhere you read. Oh, okay. The, yeah. And so I ended up getting my dad a, a Nova. What's that one? The Benelli Nova? Yeah. Yeah. And you can run steel through that. And I bought that for him. He took his hunter safety to go dove hunting. And I, so I bought that for him. And he leaves it with me because he only dove hunts. Yeah. And so he just leaves it up here at the house. And so I've been taking that out, shooting steel with it. But I don't know. I'm not really a fan of, of the California bird hunting. Dude, it, like, it's all, like... All area specific. Like if you yeah. go to the valley, the valley's fun. The valley's if you can cool. find the birds, the valley is extremely fun. Uh, you can find them anywhere, really. Yeah. Um, and then where we live locally, you know, for us, we're just blessed with good upland game hunting up there. Like, so it is a it's a shit, dude. It's hot shit up there. What about what about predator hunting where you guys are at? Yeah, yeah. We almost yeah. you almost stumped a coyote. We were duck hunting. Yeah, and a coyote ran through. I don't want to know areas, obviously, right now on a podcast. But yeah, that's there. It's you go with us. So when you guys are, are ready, I, I want to get up there and predator hunt with you guys. Shotguns. Yep. Well, yep. shotgun dogs. You got a shotgun. There's a lot of them up there, dude. You can't. We can't be banging rifles there, but dude, you could totally shotgun them. Yeah, cool all day. Bunch yeah. of rolling hills back there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's get on that. I talked to Jason earlier too. He lives behind some mountains that have bear. So I would like to go. Yeah. Oh, around. dude, that's uh, that's gonna happen this year, dude. I'm gonna put some serious time on those some bear hunting. Are you gonna do? Local, right? Or are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, well, one? just like north of us, but yeah. Okay, so he he just hit me up. He's like, "Hey, man, I got I've got three extra bedrooms in the house." He said, "If you want to come looking for bear, you have a place to stay, and I guarantee he's going to extend that same invitation to you." Oh, guys. dude, without oh, yeah. a doubt, he's the man. He's so, a cool, dude. So if you guys want to get up there and start looking for some bears, I, I want would, to, dude. I would Let's love to it. stick an arrow in one. Me too. That's I want to. I want to bow hunt a bear. Yep, absolutely. I I think I think one guy should have a rifle. Oh. That way, if one crosses a canyon, someone can just reach out and drop it. And Juan was uh, Juan from Forky Nation. Have you talked to him? Juan from Forky Nation. I I've heard of Forky Nation. Dude, I'm not too th- familiar. Those with guys it. are they're cool a bunch shit. of killers. Dude, they're cool shit. Like uh, like 
you would love him. But um, dude, he's like those bears up there where where we're talking. Yeah. Oh, he's like, dude, they're tanks. Dude, and he he had he has had to run back to his truck because like yeah. he was out there fishing one time, and dude, this bear ran him all the way inside of his truck. Dude. There's a bear problem up there. There's a bear problem up there. Well, that's a good thing for us. Yeah, it's yeah. a great thing. So we might need a no, might no. need a rifle. No, I'll just pull it in a rear naked choke. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We'll put him to sleep. We'll give yeah, him a shot. As as, uh, I might be running, screaming up a tree, but... <laughs> well, Timmy, get him! <laughs> dude, Timmy, check this out, bro. This has been a long podcast. It's an hour and 47 minutes. Is Ooh. it already? Yep. Dang. We almost cracked a two-hour podcast well, I got, out, bro. We got one thing to announce. And, announce and that's that winner of that CZ-1012 shotgun. Yeah, big dog, announce it. Eric... Ken Erickson, congratulations, man. You are the winner. Uh, I know we talked earlier, but we had to throw it up here on the podcast as yep. well. You are going to be the new owner of a CZ-1012. Yep. So when you get a chance, you need to head to Right to Bear Arms Tuesday when they open up. And uh, go claim your rifle go claim, or your shotgun, Go dude. get that shotgun. We, uh, Me and Brian, prior to coming up here, we we threw the raffle down. And, and electronically, we've been posting about it all morning. But, yeah, dude, yeah. Mr. Erickson, he got it. He was pumped when we talked to him on the phone. Does he have to take care of his own drills? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. He's got to, he's yeah, got to do all the legal aspect. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. What's he, the, what's the dross anymore? Twenty five bucks? I don't know, something like that. I'm, I couldn't tell. I haven't bought a gun have no so idea. long, but dude, it was but anyways, a success. He, it was good. Yeah, time. he won a six shotgun, and he's gonna be out there hunting turkeys this year. Oh, that guy! I was supposed to win that. You thing. were, dude. You we, were, were, dude. We, we were counting the numbers, and then you, you were number eighty five because we, yeah. we there were so many entries. We started typing numbers down and writing them on the list, and uh. We went through, and Brandon was like 85. Yep, Timmy Coles is going to win. I guarantee it. Dude. And then he was number 91, so it was close. It was close, man. I was yeah. like, gosh, dang, when I saw your name, I was like, what a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, gosh, yeah. dang it, man. It's going to happen. Well, listen, dude, we appreciate it. Is there anything else you want to say, man? No, no, that was fun. I just like drinking beer, talking about hunting. That was fantastic. Always a good time. Dude, we'll definitely get you on again. This this stuff, it's like it's funny because we'll record with people, and it's like, man, they have a good time. Let's do it again. Yeah. And then there's always so much to talk about. And especially leading up to hunting season, during hunting season, and after. I mean, every season is a new season, so it's yep. we'll throw one down after that pig hunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're gonna have to have a pig hunt recap. But listen, appreciate it, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me on. Thanks, I bud. Did.